0: from Yarm to Yebe Harrington to Horsley Hill Swarwell to Silverlink The Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy Steve and Ted right
1: across the Northeast, The red the tune and my cat
2: Morning
3: guys you can start it you can continue it you can finish it I'm just going to have a sleep I didn't get
2: any sleep last night so there you go <laughs> Well, that's, that's a, a lovely way to start your Monday, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Upbeat, it is. cracking on, you know, full of beans. Indeed. It <laughs> it's because you were all cocky and you thought you were just going to walk over Sunderland, didn't you?
3: No, no, what, what, what were my words? What were my words in the six medals just before the game? It's going to be tight, it's going to be one goal. So, OK, yeah, I went for the Borough 2-1 win. But I did also put some money on a 1-1 draw, so, hey, I've ban- managed to claw something back.
2: You've left all
4: right, then. Yeah. He has, I thought it would be a draw, chaps, uh, to be honest, and, um, you know, you that's did? the way it panned out, it's the way it panned out, Indeed. and I thought... Even Stevens, pretty much all the way through. Um yeah. Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough took the upper hand. Sunderland managed to, you know, to find their, their feet, get into the game, and then uh, a wonderful goal uh, by fours really um, separated the two teams for a long period of time. Uh, and then out of nowhere, uh, we'll as cursed from our point of view. Um, you know, we you just didn't. couldn't see Sunderland. We couldn't see Sunderland scoring. You just didn't couldn't say see that. Scoring. Oh,
3: lads, I blame
4: you then. And there we go um, The goal out of nowhere. Another great goal. Two good goals. Uh, an yep. evenly contested game. Uh, the referee was up and down. I thought he, you know, you know, he, it's always difficult to referee a derby game. I thought, I thought he had a, a really poor spell at the start of the second half. But um, look, all in all, we're talking about the two goals. We're talking about the game. Um, no, no serious trouble, uh, which is always, always uh, you know, good to be talking about that on a Monday morning after a derby. Yeah. Um, and 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 all uh, all told. It's all to play for. Both teams still got a good opportunity of getting into the playoffs. So I guess i um, got to say how Rye's feeling this morning. Rye?
5: Yeah, I'm doing okay. Can you hear me? Loud yeah, and clear? Yes, all loud right, and excellent. clear. Excellent. I am coming through. Uh, yeah, look, I'm all right. I'm all right. It's a Monday. It's I, I don't know. I feel a little bit deflated, I guess. I, I concur with what Michael Carrick had to say. I mean, we felt like we should be coming away with three points, but we ultimately didn't. Uh, and I think that the the, the the overwhelming feeling of not having a striker up front, probably the way Ted feels, but I mean, routine I think, looked, you know, looks looked fantastic, but... I think it's just evident that Middlesbrough are going to struggle up front without a recognised striker. I mean, Coburn came on in the, in the in the late minutes, but he didn't do too much to, to ease my worries. And obviously, we were playing without a recognised strike on that pitch all afternoon, and, and it showed. But, you know, I ultimately, I think I feel left frustrated, I guess. But uh, still all to play for. We're still not out of it. But uh, I don't know. Just my, 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 my worries around that top of the pitch uh, are still... Haven't been haven't been quashed after yesterday, but it was a fantastic watch along. I had a lot of fun with you two lads, and I do thank you both for coming on. It was uh, a fantastic wow, evening afternoon. Uh, and I had, had a, a great wonderful
2: photo we'll doing the rounds, isn't it? There is, yeah. I managed to capture the uh, capture a the ice Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I
5: need to DMCA that. I need to get an agent on that, that's for sure. Get oh, that. I've never internet. seen as much dislike for Ted in the in,
4: a, in a <laughs> chat, um, especially when that ghoul went in. Yeah, oh, it was oh, interesting. No. Nice. Get the macum off the screen. Get I oh, know yeah, They can
2: give it but they can't take it, can they? <laughs> Thoroughly warranted. What, Thoroughly warranted, came, that's what I said. Absolutely. I've got broad shoulders. <laughs> I've got I've got to do this show with you, Lots of so come on, that's the <laughs> ideal training for
5: them. But of course it came today we were a brilliant will, game, Steve, didn't it, on the weekend. I'll yeah, I mean obviously. Loon.
4: We're gonna have a look at your game, we're gonna talk in depth about uh, you know the the are the, the, uh teams derby. We'll also look back at Newcastle United's fixture uh, on game, Saturday. Yeah. Uh, eight, okay, an eight-goal yeah. thriller Yeah, I've, I've been lucky over the years, lads To be at most of those games Where Newcastle have either come back from the death Or uh, or ended up losing a, a, a key game like that um, You know, thinking back in recent years um, Arsenal, of course I was there when Newcastle were 4-0 down And uh, managed to get back to 4-4 mm-hmm. We checked you getting the equaliser um, Aston Villa uh, 3-1 down Live on Sky Newcastle yeah. turned it round To win 4-3 With uh, a last gasp goal Leicester City um, At home Where Newcastle Were 3-1 down And, and Alan Shearer Hattrick Got us over the line With 4-3 yeah. And I can even go back As far as Roy Aitken's debut Where Newcastle were Four one down, um, with Roy Aiken making his debut as captain and centre half at St James's Park, and Newcastle turned it round and winning five four. So yeah, I mean, some amazing days, some amazing games, and that's up there with them. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Luton Town got to give them credit. Um, oh, I think a, a lot, a lot to be said. I doing? mean, talk about social media on your lads, and, and and obviously on on X. I'm I'm you know very rarely do I comment about Newcastle and and we we've made a scapegoat it seems some of our fans have made a scapegoat to Dan Byrne. look the team the team collectively um would blame for for the goals that we conceded uh you know at the weekend but i'll put a tweet out about you know about Burn, um saying, yeah, look fair enough he misplaced a pass he conceded the penalty which I still things doubtful you know that it should have been a penalty but he wasn't solely responsible for conceding the four goals you know and, and questioning why we always need one player to blame Forty thousand views of that particular tweet and hundred and thirty-one comments. That's why I don't. Oh. That's why <laughs> I don't put stuff out on a regular basis. Uh-oh. Because if I put something out, I do tend to get a bit of traction. And uh, you know, look, it, it was a great game. I actually came out to St James's Park at the weekend and went. You know what? I thoroughly enjoyed that. I got value for my for my money on Saturday. I wasn't bothered. Newcastle are going to win the league. Newcastle aren't going to get relegated. We've got a good chance of getting into a European spot. It's only February. The season finishes in May. We're not a million miles away from the European spaces. Just enjoy the match, for God's sake. Um, you know, and <laughs> enjoy enjoy what you've seen. We were four two down. It's a point earned. It's not two points dropped. Lutner are on a great run of form. Um, so just just look back on that. Um, other things we'll talk about today if we get time. Club. Uh, um, of course, Liverpool losing the big one yesterday against Arsenal by yeah. three goals to one. Another sending off for uh, for Klopp's team, of which um, he, he moaned and groaned about in his uh, post-match interview. Has he announced his retirement too soon? Um, are we going to see Liverpool blow the title uh, once again? Um, so you know we can we can have a chat about that. Uh, another defeat for Chelsea as well and um you know we've spoken about this a few times on this uh, on this station will pochettino see the season out wayne rooney uh, another man who we've spoken about in depth on the northeast footy Brecky show is uh, apparently eyeing a return to management but this time in saudi arabia after being sacked by birmingham city is this a good place for him to go to is it a good place for him to maybe resurrect his career start his career um you, you know you decide um, i want to bring a little bit of boxing to the to the channel as well like i sometimes do and just a Fury against Usyk Called off over the weekend um, Something which I called on Friday I'd heard that he'd been dropped in sparring And and, uh, didn't know that he'd had a a cut above his eye Now that that's been confirmed um, Does anybody think this fight's going to go ahead? This is the second time this fight's been Mm. postponed And if it does go ahead Who do you think will win? We might have time to squeeze in the uh, Spygate story as well From St James's Park (laughs) uh, Where (laughs) a fan has been banned from Newcastle United For three years Uh, for social media uh comments uh nothing to do with newcastle united the comments it has to be said so is it right uh, that the premier league and newcastle united um in particular in this occasion um have the right to to look into people's affairs and can uh, should it be right that fans are banned from a football club if they have an opinion on something which other people deem inappropriate it'll be interesting to see what people think about that and obviously get your text messages in but at 10 past seven. I think it's about time I had some club headlines.
0: Macums and Proud, Black Cats News.
2: Good morning, Sunderland fans. Sunderland drew 1 all with Middlesbrough at the Riverside Stadium on Sunday after a goalless first half. The hosts took the lead after a short free kick and was finished by Marcus Force from inside the penalty area. Sunderland levelled the scores when Nazarie Rusin's low effort from distance beat Tom Glover. Jack Clark secured Sky's man of the match for the game, and I'm watching Lee catamol felt he could benefit even more from an out-and-out striker in the side. It's really important for Jack Catamore to Sky. I think he has a great, great season and is really important to the club, but imagine if they had a number nine. Someone like Jack Clark, who was getting down the sides of defences could really benefit and add even more to his value. Despite earning the draw, there were some missed opportunities, especially in the end-to-end first half when Sunderland's Abdullah Barr had two golden opportunities to open the scoring. The Frenchman looked set to score but saw his effort blocked on the line by defender Rav van der Berg. Another chance felt to the young midfielder but when squaring it to a teammate looked the better option, Barr tried to keep, beat the keeper at the near post only to find the side netting. Barr then did put his hand up to apologise to teammates after the chance as two sides went in goalless at the break. And finally Michael Beale was full of praise for January signing Leo Helder following a fantastic debut for Sunderland at Middlesbrough. The 20-year-old joined Sunderland late in January for £1.5 million from Leeds and he was handed an immediate debut by Bale at left-back. We know he's played in this league. We know that he's played in the Premier League as well for Leeds, so there was no doubting putting him in. I thought he showed what he can bring to the club today. Obviously, he can play left-back. He's more comfortable left-sided centre-half, but I think he's a player at 20 that we've done very well to recruit, said Bale. They are your Sunderland headlines.
0: Smoggies and proud. Borough News.
5: Good morning, Borough fans. How are we all this Monday morning? Michael Carrick has admitted it was massively overriding feeling of frustration for him as Middlesbrough only drew one all with Sunderland at the Riverside. Feeling his side should be two points better off after the game the many more better off throughout the season. Carrick watched as Tom Glover let a late Nazari Rusin effort slip under his palms to cancel what looked to have been the winning goal from Marcus Force. It was a tight and tense tease derby, uh, which saw Sunderland the better side in the first half, albeit Borough still enjoying some moments, and then Borough being ever-dominant in the second half. Until the 83rd minute equaliser. it was total domination from Borough, in that second interval. But Sunderland gained momentum after their goal and looked the most likely to go on and win it from that point. It was evident throughout the afternoon, Burrow would struggle up front without a recognized striker and had created well, but ultimately left frustrated to only have left with a point. Michael Carrick also believes his Middlesbrough side is said to be bolstered by the best version of Riley McGree after the Middlesbrough, midfielders returned to T side. McGree and his Australian teammate Sammy Sevilla returned to Burrow over the weekend after the Socceroos were knocked out of the Asian Cup in the quarterfinals by South Korea. Michael Carrick said he was just hitting his level before he left, which was really unfortunate. He's been injured for quite some time and he's now gone away, but now he's back. He's fit and ready to go and we're getting the best version of Riley back. So we're getting, and we're also getting Sammy back looking fresh. It gives us a massive boost. Explaining Sevilla's involvement on Sunday with the winger replacing goalscorer Marcus Force. Carrick said Riley played nearly an hour on Friday with the travel and it was a bit to ask for him to rock up and put his boots on. But for Sammy, we thought he's back and he's in and around it. And he also didn't play and he got back at a good time yesterday. So it was good to have them both back and obviously see Sammy back on that pitch. And just finally, Middlesbrough women have held their nerve to defeat York City 3-2 to move to the top of Division One North in the FA's Women's National League. Goals from Ellen Turnbull and Nicole Havery have put Middlesbrough two ahead at York Sport before Grace Hemmings had uh, halved the host deficit. York then levelled in the 54th minute as Hemmings turned provider and her cross was fired home, but then Jess Met, the ever-goal-scoring uh, uh, midfielder, put Borough back in front with five minutes remaining as she netted on the half-volley. Middlesbrough now sit her, uh, top of the Division 1 North with Hull City three points behind them and two games in hand. Come on, you girls. Well done. That's your Borough headlines. Good morning. Magpies and proud. Mags
4: News. Good morning Newcastle fans, well Luton's Premier League debut at St James's Park proved to be one to remember on Saturday, playing their part in one of the most unforgettable games there in living memory. For only the second time in 1,095 Premier League fixtures, Newcastle United shared eight goals with the opposition, coming from behind as they had against Arsenal on Tyneside almost 13 years to the day to gain a point. A brace from Sean Longstaff put United 2-1 up, but the Magpies found themselves 4-2 down after the break. A sublime volley from captain Kieran Trippier and a cool finish from the returning Harvey Barnes gave the side, the home side, a deserved share of the spoils. Newcastle's Under-21s retain a mathematical chance of qualifying for the knockout stages of the Premier League Cup, despite remaining winless after completing five of their six group stage ties. They played out a 1-1 draw against Fleetwood on Friday night with Diallo putting Newcastle ahead from the penalty spot just before half-time, before Pond leveled to share the spoils halfway through the second half. A point leaves Ben Dawson's side bottoming the table but still in with a slight chance of advancing if they can win their final tie away at Nottingham Forest on Monday night and Fleetwood draw with Huddersfield at Clitheroe 24 hours later. And in blustery conditions at Kingston Park, a gale force wind blew Wolves women away as one of Newcastle United women's new signings inspired the Magpies to an important victory to maintain their FA Women's National League Northern Premier Division title challenge. Paige Bailey Gale. The January arrival from Crystal Palace netted twice on a gusty afternoon at Kingston Park before substitute Jasmine McQuaid's stunning late strike sealed the points for Becky Langley's side. Well done to the lasses. That's Newcastle United Headlines on Monday Morning. Uh, national sicky references. day, lads. Oh yeah, there's a couple of there. There's a couple. Yeah, there. in yeah. Yeah. I it's was just expecting hurricane.
2: National sicky
4: day today, lads. <laughs> I love <laughs> so Nobody's, of the Nobody's off. I love the shares. I, I feel like not,
2: it.
3: Not the spoil <laughs> of the shares.
4: <laughs> so, the, so basically, oh, yeah. nas- uh, well, for the third time, it's national sicky day, lads. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm not feeling well. I'm going home, lads. I'm a
4: bit happy Dave. to go. <laughs> Nobody's off though. Is Daz coming in today? Ah, who knows?
3: Who knows the <laughs> secret of the WhatsApp text? You know, it'll come in at some point, I'm sure. Well
4: it's national secret it coffee? Yeah, you might be. You might get your bacon sandwich, you might be feeling okay, but I thought one I've of had you's would have been off today. That's a good point.
3: I haven't had a bacon sandwich off Daz for months. Do you reckon he's feeling a bit comfortable now, isn't he? In, I, reckon, in, I reckon
5: you're in the bad books, 100%. Yeah, well, yep. He thinks it's yep. his station. Well,
3: <laughs> you know, sh- do you know what? I haven't had a bacon sanny since he shouted open crumb at me.
5: <laughs> How's the legs feeling after the war? Basically. I know it wasn't the longest. Oh, that, was on. I I was, mean, <laughs> that was fine. That was fine. I did an hour and a half. Those poor lads did seven
3: in the morning. Talk, talk
2: about sicky days, Steve. I mean, that that must yeah. after forty miles, they must be absolutely
3: today no the They must
4: be <laughs> tempted. <laughs> to be. Oh. Yeah, well done to the lads. How much was raised? Did they, did they reach the twenty thousand?
3: I'm sure they've smashed it. I haven't they checked. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they sure did pass did the, do the do
5: twenty thousand. Right? Yeah, yeah. No no, I well, they, last I last I, I saw, there were twenty. twenty thousand nine hundred and ninety-two pounds on the just giving page, but they obviously collected some hard. Cash uh-huh, as they were walking from punters as well. Yeah. So uh, that, I mean that uh, was brilliant. I saw that. Updated, saw that with my own yeah. eyes.
3: You know, walking along and cars had stop, or when you got the red lights at traffic lights and windows fantastic, would be wound yeah. down and people would be handing over fivers and tenors and all that sort of stuff. It was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant to see. Yeah, it's, no, a sh- it's a shade over twenty
2: one grand on the GoFundMe page. Wow! So Is it? That, and obviously the cash that's been donat- donated as well. Just so phenomenal. Good. Absolutely phenomenal. So good. But the best. Good the best to speak to a few of my old football colleagues as well. That was nice. Yeah. Oh, Small, look,
3: yeah. Hey, the modern technology we've got, you know, behind it's these funny. stations <laughs> people together. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, of course you can, mate Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sound surprised, mate <laughs>
4: nah. so The whole point of us saying National City Day, lads was I was going to say that one of you should have been having a city day because you know who's one having one, Steve? Win.
3: Do you know who's having one. one? This guy I'll try and find Hubbard here as he looks absolutely shattered <laughs> and out on his feet Mate, you finished? <laughs>
4: Thank God. That was it. That's all we got out of it.
5: That's all we got out of it.
4: (laughs) He was it was high quality.
5: He was, he was. Yeah. Good,
4: good radio, yeah. good radio. So go on, yeah. and let's let's dissect this derby match yesterday. Um, let's go to Rye first because obviously Borough yes. are at home. Um, how do you feel uh, on reflection uh, after after that result yesterday? Happy with the result? Uh, you disappointed with the result, or, or, or in between?
5: I think I'm. I, I I was feeling a bit lost. I, I kind of sat there after the game, just sort of analysing it like I do. I went back and watched the the some of the goal highlights, obviously our stream, and and then obviously I like to go back and just watch, um, you know, the, the, just the quick sort of summary on YouTube because that goes up pretty quickly as well. Just the game because you kind you can get lost when you're commentating on actually watching it if that makes any sense in the in the quietness of it mm. of it all but uh i i fe- i felt a bit lost i mean i, I take a I, I i take a point and I, I i was getting more and more nervous as the, we got closer to kickoff. but uh it the, it was a deflating feeling to be honest with you and it wasn't so much the actual game itself i thought it was a it was a great game it was a tale of two halves i thought i thought sunderland were the better in the first half and we we're very lucky thank you abdelabar uh for helping us out there by the way Uh, but in the second half, it was all borough, but I'm just worried now where the goals are going to come from. I'm worried we just don't have the firepower to get us home for the rest of the season. I don't think Josh Coburn's going to be the answer. I like what he brings, but I'm sorry to be on on your back, Joshy. but that part that lasts, what, 10 minutes, 11 minutes or so, he just, yeah. I mean, Michael Beale had some comments that he was just out there to foul people, and he, he was. He was just sort of like a battering ram, but he wasn't really playing football Awkward creating a presence up front that we need for us you know we needed someone to come on and to try and grab an extra goal and he sort of just went out sort of just you know sliding into everyone i mean he took dan ballard out and i think i don't know if there's been an update there but it looked like he that poor bloke bloody dislocated his shoulder so uh it's just i felt deflated to be honest with you just and and it's just for the lack of us not having firepower i mean end of last season dave you'll know this too all too well we had cameron archer Chubarak Pom, uh absolutely just scoring for fun we had Aaron Ramsey creating the chances and stuff like that and even though we might rock up and have a bad day in the office defensively we would still have the firepower to be able to get two maybe even three goals back in a game now obviously we've got Riley McGree coming back and I think he's got some goals in him but I don't think he's got he's not got you know Excessive goals. He's still a midfielder. Do you know no. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, So he's not. He's not going to be. You know. He, he might finish top scorer, but that's saying a lot when you got your midfielder as your top scorer. So, yeah. I just feel. I don't know. I felt a bit deflated to be honest with you. I think Michael Carrick erred, uh the, some. You know, the same concerns as as me that he felt we should have had the three points. We should have been able to held on and, and defend defended out. But uh Sunderland sort of kicked. Up into upper in gear, uh, Jack Clark. As the game went on, you saw Luke Ayling getting more and more tired. Uh, he was doing a lot of runs down that right back, like what he saw. But uh, yeah, that pairing of Hilda uh, and Jack Clark is uh, is not a bad one now for Sunderland. As I was watching it, and I feel like I'm. I, I know our fans, you'll be upset that you you know you're being too. You know, too fair on Sunderland, but I'm just being honest. What I saw, I just felt like Jack Clark caused us a lot of issues down that left as the game wore on. He Helder as well, um, but uh, we we did manage to create some chances. I mean, Finna Zaz should have buried one early in the game. Uh, we should oh, have seen yeah. a goal from uh, from from him at least. Sam Greenwood as well, spurned a couple of chances, but they're both midfielders. They're not strikers. Do you know what I mean? And they're being asked to get out there and play in that false nine, whatever you want to call it, and get a goal. And they're not born strikers. They're midfielders that. Have been growing up trying to create chances from that midfield area so it's an interesting one uh i take the point of course i do uh it's better than a loss uh but it just felt yeah i felt deflated not so much uh because of that game but more deflated of wow there's going to be a long slog home if we've got no one and we don't have a number nine up front i don't know how far latte Lat is away and I don't think Josh Coburn's the answer. So I think he's got a bright future, but he needs a couple more. He needs a loan or two, I still think it, down in those lower leagues for me. He's just got to learn, uh he's got to learn to be to play that striker role a little bit more effectively. Sam Greenwood's got a he's got a little bit of an arrogance around him. He just throws himself around too much sometimes. There's a there's a disciplined side of Sam Greenwood's game that I just really don't like. Marcus Force looks great. I thought he's finished. he took that well, but he sort of went missing apart from that. Uh, and we were missing. I mean, it's a big, big out still. I mean, you're talking Senny Diang, your number one goalkeeper; Izzy Jones, your number one right winger; Riley McGree, your number one left winger; Latte Lath, who you would argue starts up front as well. You know, there's still a lot of boys in that squad that you you know you would argue are, are coming on to start. Hayden Hackney was my man of the match from the Borough shirts. I thought he ran around and presented ever so well. I thought he did. You know, he did great. He did go missing again at times, but they all did. Uh, but yeah, that that's sort of my summary of it—a a feeling of deflated, not so much for that game, Steve, but more just where are our goals going to come from for the rest of this season? Run home, and uh, yeah, I don't know. What about you, Teddy Boy? Were you? How did you see it play out? I I, I
2: think you, you used that well-used adage of game of two halves, perfectly made. Um, that, I think we should have been, you know, maybe one or two up even at half time, but but for poor finishing, really, um, and and a lot of that must out Abdullah Bar again though, a young lad who's, who's not a striker, but really given the chances he had, he should have done better But it was all about decision making but going through the 11 uh, Patterson didn't have many saves to make, the only panic that I have about Patterson is his footwork and he nearly got undone I think it was at Force who crept up behind him and almost made him look yeah. a bit of a, a Burke like, um, so yeah the footwork with Patterson is still a little bit of a concern, Breezy young lad and you know goalkeepers don't hit their Peak, I would say, until the thirty years old. Patterson's twenty three. You know, he's, he's got a lot to learn yet, and he, and he will be a good goalkeeper without a doubt. He'll go on to be in a top team. I'm, I'm absolutely certain of that. I thought Hume had an excellent game for all he was wrongly booked in the first half. Um, a, a, a great tackle that he put in, and the referee inexplicably decided to show me yellow quite early on. Now, normally, you would think that would subdue a player, but it didn't. And I was, I was happy to say that from Trey Hume. I thought he had a really good game. I thought the lads in centre-back, I thought oh nine was fantastic. Um, he, he put in one or two great blocks, got in the way of things, and really gave a captain's performance. I was he really delighted for him. He was targeted, was like he? Like, <clears throat> he?
3: was targeted. Yeah, The yeah, Borough yeah. players were trying to upset him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: that's it. Because he, 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 he does like a bit of gamesmanship, you know, a little bit of a pinch in the back of the arm and all that sort of thing, and, and shirt-pulling, and but he did well I, I thought he, he gave a captain's performance same as Ballard I, I don't think Ballard put a foot wrong there was one scary moment where uh, Greenwood did really well to actually well he did really well to stay his feet for one um, but he, he got round the wrong side of Ballard and gave him a little bit of a worry but other than that Ballard was solid Man of the Match for me and I know Clarkie got Man of the Match on Sky but Man of the Match for me was Helder. I thought he was absolutely fantastic I thought he put in some great interceptions. He looked comfortable going forward. He was, he was looking actively to get on the ball. He was asking for the ball. Now, when you've got a left-back doing that, the confidence he that that hands. breeds... Oh, I thought, sorry?
5: He held a hands?
2: Mate, it was ball to hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 not, it's not, even a, not even a bone of contention, it was ball to hand absolutely not, his <laughs> hands were down by his side never ever ever a, a penalty that. absolute rubbish where I did think we were poor was in the midfield um, I, I, I think Bellingham I can't remember him being on the ball apart from losing it um, yeah. I, I, I thought he, looked, he does look completely jaded I don't know what, the, what he's got to do to earn a rest because he needs it And what that's doing is putting too much pressure on on Neil and Equa because they're having to make up for somebody who essentially is not in the game. Mm. And that's pulling them out of position. They're having to cover for him. And I I thought the midfield was was pretty weak. I I thought out of the three in the centre, out of Bellingham, Neil and Equa, I think Equa probably had the better game of the three. Um, But yeah, I, I just felt... Especially in the second half, because Middlesbrough actually pushed up. They moved up about five, five or six yards, and and just sort of put a little bit of press on our midfield and sort of it, it just created that bit of uncertainty between the midfield lines and the defensive lines. And it was it was a great tactical move from Carrick, um, and I don't think we got to grips with that in the second half until much much later on in the game. Um, bar by his standards, I mean, when he's on the ball and he's got his little trick, he you know he, he's he's good at that. He really is, but. Two really really guilt edge chances. One that he should have put away and one that he should have squared. He should have had his head up and and it would have been, you know, a goal. Clarkey, brilliant as ever. Um I think Ian Hart actually said it in, in the game as well. He, he had ailing on toast by the end of that game. It was um it, it was it was great from him. Full of running, full of danger, uh, great to watch. So, yeah, Clarkey was excellent, but the, the worst one out of the lot, Burstow. Oh yeah, he was pushed off yeah. the ball too easy. I looked. I think it was about forty minutes into the game, and I, I made comment at, at the time as well. Yeah. Was, his touch map came up, and he had six touches of the ball. That was thirty-five minutes into the game. <laughs> yeah. as, as a as a striker, nah. And it, it's you can blame the service and all that kind of thing, but they were putting crosses into the box, and it was his naivety. Have not been able to like beat the defender to it, you know. Make the run early. A good striker sees that run early and makes that run early, and he's he's not doing that. He hasn't got it in him. And we didn't look like scoring until we brought Rusin on. Rusin, I thought, was absolutely tremendous. He, he did more yeah. in that that he short cameo that. appearance than probably Bellingham and Burstall put together. Uh, I thought he took his goal well. He's he's tough. I mean, he is really really tough. He got that elbow in the face, I think it was from was um, obviously yep. cut lip, had a little bit of a want to the referee but cracked on with the game and, yep. and scored a, a wonderful equaliser and he's got to start for me. He has got to start. because, Like I say, he's full of running. He's a different kind of striker. Um, it's kind of almost in that, that Jamie Vardy mould where he's not a, a six yard striker. I think he likes to kind of just play off one of the sides and and make runs and get in behind defenses that's where he's at his best uh, and and we need to start and use that because he's got pace for days he's he's strong he's a tough kid and and I think we'll get more goals out of him I was disappointed with some of the better players uh, I think some of the, some of them had a great game to be fair like um I, I thought Barlasa had a good game I think Engel had a good game he's tough uh, very very tough Vanderberg good clearance off the line sam greenwood for somebody who came through the sunderland academy um i was disappointed in greenwood for the same reasons as you are right he he just gets involved in in silly stuff and he's, he's a he's a very very talented footballer as sam greenwood you don't go to leeds and play in the premier league if if you're a naff footballer but he needs to concentrate on his football and not get sidetracked by shirt pulling all that kind of thing and, and to be honest you could level that at Joshy Coburn as well you know and I'm not just having to go at him because he's a better player you know I, I like Josh Coburn as a player and I think he has got a future but he needs to concentrate on staying on his feet and putting the ball in the net because yesterday it was just I, d- I don't know what he was on there for I, I honestly hmm. don't it was just like what, what is he putting you on uh, just just to try and upset people and push them around it, was, yeah. it was a waste of a substitution for me I think you were actually
3: the been, one of the uh, worst but it wasn't. I've it wasn't the worst yeah. of a substitution. I mean, Sam Greenwood was my man of the match. Yeah, I know he had his, his pushing and shoving and shirt pulling and barging over on nine and all that sort of stuff. But that's all part of his game. But I thought, I it thought is. he was. I, it, it was Hayden Hackney. I was disappointed in. So it's interesting to see how we are pulled really? apart. Yeah, right. Because wow. I think Hackney didn't put a foot in, didn't put a tackle in, didn't win a ball when the ball came to him. He was hidden Hackney. But outside of that, mm-hmm. I think he was missing in certain areas. But um, See, I thought he was
2: great. He <laughs> um, honestly mm, did.
3: Yeah, for um, you, you were saying about the subs. I think I think Carrick, his hand was played for him because you've got Greenwood with cramp, you've got Force with cramp. Those two guys couldn't mm-hmm. do another twenty minutes of the game because you'd have been down to nine no. players. So he had to make a change. So the only options he had was to bring Silvera on, which I'm sorry, Ryan I thought Silvera left Ailing completely Nothing exposed. Right. He didn't He's give there. him he didn't He's give good. him any cover like Izzy does, like Force does when he runs no. back. And that's what allowed Clark yeah. to get into the game in the last twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he had to put care. Josh on because Greenwood was 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 a forward player and that was the only option he had. So to bring three on, I think was the was was the big change. Um, had he have just replaced those two, it might have been different. But um, I know he wanted to give a, give give the derby uh, the derby to his uh, the debut in the derby to his new signing. But it was that 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 triple substitution that changed changed the end of the game for me.
4: Was, it's high intensity was game, was, lads. It was high intensity. It was, I mean, you know, you've got to give credit. You've got to give credit to both teams for the fitness that they showed in the game, and you know, nobody wanted to lose the game. Um, you know, there was periods yeah. where both teams were on top. Um, I would probably agree, uh, you know, with with Dave about Hackney to a degree. I thought Jack Clark probably stood out as he often does, but again, I thought, I thought, I mean, I, I mentioned it on on the watch along and, and on the station yesterday that I thought Luke Allen played well. I, I just think he did get. I, I probably agree with Dave when you look back on reflection. He did probably get let down when Silveira came he on. Did, and he, he, did, he didn't yeah. really do a great deal. Silveira when he came on, but. Sometimes in his defence, it's difficult to come into a a game like that, a local derby, and make an impact from the bench. You know, you're coming on cold when a game such intensity
3: around everything on the pitch. Yeah, I I get it.
4: And and again as well, people don't want to make a mistake in a game like that. That comes in. That comes into mind, especially as the game goes on and on. And when Sunderland got level. And it was out of the blue. It was, you know, it was it, well, it was a shock. It really was because you, you genuinely mm-hmm. couldn't see. You probably couldn't see either team scoring again. Um, no. both, both goals came from nowhere. Um, you know, it, it, you wouldn't say that Middlesbrough were really on top when they scored. Um, but You know, I mean, it was level. It was level pegging on possession for for best part, of probably seventy five minutes of the game. So. Yeah. It was it was it was a fascinating watch, Um, and and the result for me was, you know, it leaves you exactly where you are. You know, Sunderland just have the slight advantage, but it's it's all to play for. And And the gap, yeah, yeah, it is. Well, there's the gap, but uh, I called I called it in August that you would be neck and neck. Sunderland and Middlesbrough would be neck and neck this. has got a game in hand as well, haven't they?
5: Yeah, and they've got that game in hand. Yeah, Yeah, we missed that that Birmingham match.
4: Yeah, and and it's 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 blatantly obvious. Borough's biggest problem now is going to be goals from forward line. You know that they need two shots on target, Steve. Yeah, they need to find they need to find a recipe for success and getting goals from that
5: midfield area. Are you scared, Dave? They're... I'm actually scared. I'm actually scared. Uh, I I don't. You no,
3: know, we're not going to make the playoffs. I know we're only four points adrift as we stand, and we've got a, a game in hand over a couple, but we're not going to make the playoffs. Um, I'm
5: just scared. I've been I've been fearing I've been fearing
3: that for exactly that reason. I've been fearing that now for for many weeks. You know, we've been inconsistent. Mm. We're not showing a consistent run of form at any any moment in time. You know, we might win a couple on the belt, but then we'll lose one, we'll draw one, we'll drop points. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've used that. I've used that nice little uh, analogy of you know the cute girl at school who just keeps uh, flashing above her knee every now and again just to keep you interested. And, you know, that's that feels like yeah. the Burrah with us fans. It's like, yeah, we can yeah. make it. We can. Oh no, we can't. Oh yeah, yeah, we can't. No, yeah. we can't. Um, and I just mm-hmm. think that inconsistency is down to the lack of goal scoring power. And and I know Sunderland are in the same boat.
5: Yep.
3: Um I've got a feeling but he neither side more will make threatening, the threatening.
5: I don't I honestly don't think they would yeah. I, I I left with that same feeling, I must admit. And I'm trying not to be harsh to, to Teddy Boy, but I just I don't think we are at that levels of Southampton, Ipswich uh, you know, keep key for more, you know what I mean, thirty thousand a week. Well you've I mean, just, we're, we're just mentioned Ipswich, mate. You know what, you know know what I mean? did what so did
3: what did Yoda what did what did Radio Yoda say weeks and weeks and weeks <laughs> yeah. ago? Ipswich are gonna drop their yep. fourth spot now. And that yeah. includes bringing uh yep. Moore more in and, 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 and paying a shed load of cash for him. It's just I think you're gonna yeah see, uh, you're seeing the shake up. I think they'll be the top four. I don't think West Brom have got enough in them to catch Ipswich. But they're the top four, yep. which certainly means West Brom whole city as it currently stands they're the two places that everybody's going for, but do yeah. you do you genuinely see Borough and Sunderland, or even I'll give you the or Borough or Sunderland have enough in them on what we're seeing now to uh, to no. get above West
5: Brom, Hull City, Coventry. No, uh, Hull, no, I've, Hull I, I had a great, so. fantastic January, uh, and I think they've done well. So they, they they've now buoyed themselves with confidence. They've given themselves a real red hot chance with some of their recruitment in January. Uh, and I think, you know, so, and unfortunately Middlesbrough and Sunderland didn't. I mean, Middles- Sunderland have, have have definitely filled some gaps. He held as a great signing by the looks of that yes, for me. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I mean, Ru- Rusin, uh, you know, if he can, you know, stay on it and get their goals, but their, their answer isn't Burstow, you know what I mean? So, but that, for but me, they've still isn't. got, they've got their, um, you know, they've got potential there with, with, with Jack Clark and that. But like, but for us, we are desperate to get Izzy Jones back, to get Riley McGree back, to get Latte Lath back, and we just—I don't know. I guess what I'm left with that feeling of what if we hadn't have had all the injuries we've had. Yeah, you know, we, know what I mean, maybe the, maybe that had been a different story this season. We had maybe Bernie Slavin just been undone. We had Bernie Sullivan on with Andy
3: Campbell on the Red uh, last week, and Bernie made a great point which I hadn't even thought of. And now, look, if the playoffs come along, you'll grab it with open arms, won't you? If promotion comes along, you'll grab it with open arms. But the point was Bernie was making, and this is the same for Borough and Sunderland, is look at the teams who are going up. Look at the teams who are coming down and then bouncing back up. Look at the quality of what they've got. Would you really want yeah. Borough or Sunderland, I'll throw it wide open as well to the Macams? would you want Borough or Sunderland to go up to the Premier League at the moment? Because you're going to need a hell of a lot of spending power to build a, an, I mean, an absolute brand new squad to be able to compete you'll just be embarrassed up there and it's an that's interesting the same for everybody pod-
4: Dave. Same for everybody yeah. though. Look at that. I mean, like we have said oh, no, this No,
3: Burnley before. was streets ahead of everybody in the championship last year. Look what they look right. how they're struggling.
4: Everybody needs everybody <laughs> yeah. needs to everybody needs to spend money when they go up. I mean, that's why it's it's such a big prize pot for going up from the Premier League. Mm. They call it the hundred million pound, you know, game yeah. when they when it when the when, when you get to Wembley and it's the playoff game. So you make a hell of a lot of money going up to the Premier League. Well, what the you key, do get money, the, it's how the you, key, spend yeah, it. it's I'd money you spend it agree. The think.
3: key seems to be get up there even if you're relegated on year one, just make sure that you're back up there the year after, because I mean, look, we at Luton did it
5: now, though, Dave. You know what I mean, yeah. I would have predicted Luton be bottom, 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 not going almost pointless. Derbies. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And they've scored eight goals in two games. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it can be done. It's just at the moment we can't. Yeah, I don't care who you are for for Middlesbrough's sake, and I'm trying. And you know, I mean, I'm trying to be optimistic, but for Middlesbrough's sake. We cannot get promoted from the championship with two strikers. It just doesn't happen. It, we can't do it. We've got Latte Lath and Josh Coburn, 19, and Latte Lath was bought in the summer. We have got no one up front, and you can't tell me we're going to get promoted to the Premier League with that. It just doesn't happen. We know. And I know Middlesbrough were looking, and we didn't want to splash the cash, and I get it. But we have not got a striker that is going to take us to the Premier League. Last season, we did. We had Cameron Archer, Chuba Maybe we went up, got a different story. But that we just we that that those it's our strike force that doesn't get us up this season and maybe we potentially get something in the summer and we spend that morgan rogers and that shubarak money wisely then uh i mean and i hate to say it and something i didn't think i would say to you guys but i felt we actually missed morgan rogers yesterday i really did we we missed him out there yesterday and i thought he was you know when aston villa got him i was like have him but now, looking what he was like on that pitch down that right-hand side, we missed him. We missed him a lot. So it's it's it, we just are missing that firepower, that creativity uh, up front, and we we just cannot. I do, we cannot fire ourselves into the into into playoffs without firepower. It's just it's just it won't happen.
3: Anyway, just to finish it off, should we have a listen back at the watch along?
6: Yes, <laughs> oh, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Interesting reaction by Ted. And I don't know what the delay was, mate, but there you go. Great right,
5: ball to Hackney. Hackney back to Greenwood. Something done in training there. It's a go! It's a The Barra has scored! The Barra has scored! Marcus scores! Oh, my God! God. Marcus scores!
1: scores! has gone for the Barra! Barra 1-0 one, up! It's in! Marcus Fuzzy! How about Barra? Oh,
4: my God! Where oh. did that come from? go! Yeah.
2: Scored. Are you watching Smoggies? Are you watching? <laughs> hey, are you watching Smoggies?
3: <laughs> get in. I love that. Get in. What what quality commentary that was from Ted? <laughs>
4: my <laughs> my reaction wasn't like, like, good. It was like <laughs> a It was a rise reaction. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was your reaction that
2: tickled me. Oh my God. <laughs> Twice? Oh, uh, yeah, David, so, dear doctor, It, was, great, you no mind. You, Dave. it yep. was absolutely brilliant fun, and at least, at least, we're going to get yeah, to do I that again next
5: fun. season. Yeah, I had yeah. a lot of fun with that, Dave. Yeah. Uh, just quickly before we move on, and I know it's Steve. I'm sorry, but should Glover have done better? Oh yeah, yeah, without a yeah. doubt. But look, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a former goalkeeper,
3: so um, keepers are massively exposed. Players Outfield players They'll make mistakes Hand over fist in a game And there's always Somebody behind yeah. them To cover it up A goalkeeper You've got nobody It's ruthless You make a mistake It's a goal yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah Without a shadow of a doubt He dropped a fatty there Shouldn't have been a goal uh, the, the shot was a bit of a splat From Ruchin um, he could have got his hands That's to it. That's a bit harsh, Steve. Oh, it was, mate. He didn't. Come he didn't on. catch it cleanly. Every every expert, mate, I've, I've listened to since the goal went in, as all they've all said the same. He didn't catch it cleanly. But Glover should have. He should have stopped that. Even if he'd have pushed it round the post. But um, but I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna hang him out to dry, why dear? You? you know, nah, he's he's, had, nah. he's he's done far better. He's been
5: fantastic. He's been yeah, far he far
3: better. Coming in to replace Seni Dieng when he went I off agree. to AFCON, than anybody would yep. have given him credit for. So, um, I agree. Just disappointing. Yep. But, you know, in the cold light the day, fellas, I look back at the game. Barr should have scored for Sunderland. Azaz should have yes. scored for the Borough. Um, yes. there were a couple of half chances which could have gone in for either side. Um, Sunderland, I thought, were a better team in the first half. Borough were a better team in the second half, apart from the last Oops. 10 minutes. Um, As much as it hurts to say, you know, a draw. I wanted to win, and I'm disappointed we didn't get the win because we were one up with with, with 20 to play. But, yeah, was it fair? Probably.
2: Yeah, I think so.
4: I think so. All's fair in the uh, the uh, the Tees We are Derby 1-1 And uh, we'll wait and see What happens uh, Over the course of the Last few months of the season Who ends up in the playoffs Dave thinks they're not uh, They're not going to do it Rye Are you confident about Getting into the playoffs?
5: I still think we have got a chance. We're gonna need to find goals. That my biggest worry—it's not so much the table I'm worried about. I think the table will, will sort itself out. My—I I just focusing on our backyard. The big thing is one, our home form. I don't know what borough team is rocking up each home game. Our away form is good, but each home game for me, it's a different borough squad that just seems to rock up. That's what we're gonna have to sort out. Am I confident we'll make the playoffs? I uh, yeah. I I I. I I don't think that's our worry our worry is let's get where can we get some goals from in this team sort that out and yeah of course we're going to be right up there
4: okay Ted what do you reckon
2: Sunderland are they going to make the playoffs the only way we do that is is by facing facts that Burstall is is not the striker that's going to help us
5: Um, he has to stay off
2: yeah yeah, I I think he's we need to bench him we need to give Rusen his opportunity he's full of confidence now he's he's full of running I think he looks very bright Paddy Roberts coming back in as well. Obviously, I mean it was only getting a, a few minutes in the legs yesterday's appearance, but Paddy's one of them. He, he helps take pressure away from Jack Clark in terms of defences. So having him back is is a good opportunity. I'm not saying it's completely out of the question that we'll make the playoffs. Um I think it's doubtful, but but we have still got players in there who can who can fire us to it.
4: Okay. Good stuff, that's it uh, A wrap on the uh, On the tease we had Derby uh, For this particular mm-hmm. show Do we uh, do we go for some sports headlines Dave A quarter to eight We can do, we're a bit late fellas But uh, let's do just that
7: Why do clients choose Ather & Co?
4: Very diligent, very caring, put themselves in my shoes.
7: Always informed me, kept me up to date of what was going on. Didn't feel I had anything to worry about and I had nothing to do other than turn up for a medical. Ather's did the rest. For the full story, see ather's.co.uk forward slash reviews. Sunday
0: Late and live with Les Gunn. Very exciting week because we've ordered new washing machine and tumble dryers. Now you know you're getting old well. when you get excited about white goods.
2: So my washing machine, my front rim, I have leakage. You probably find it boring, don't you, Richard? Because you're tired.
7: Talking yeah. about toothpaste, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
7: <laughs> I nearly said as I played Erasure, there's Andy
0: Bell and Vince Cable. Sunday. Lit and live with Les Gunn. The two, the cat, the red sport.
7: Mikel Arteta praises Arsenal players for earning what he described as a huge win over Liverpool, which gives his team momentum. The Gunners won 3 1 at the Emirates Stadium to cut the Premier League leader's advantage to two points. Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp was unhappy with the number of decisions which went against his side, but admitted Arsenal deserved their victory. Third place Manchester City will move level on points with Arsenal if they beat Brentford tonight. B's boss Thomas Frank believes City have what it takes to repeat last season's treble success.
3: They are flying at the moment, I think it's 10 wins and a draw in the last 11 games. They are on track for
7: doing the undoable, winning the triple again. They got the best players and the best team in the world,
2: end of discussion, potentially the best manager in the world.
7: And George Ford has called on England to build on the attacking endeavour shown against Italy when their Six Nations campaign continues against Wales at Twickenham. For the first time since 2019, England began the Six Nations with a win, as the Jamie George era began with five debuts being issued, amid a call from the new captain to believe they can win the title.
0: Together across the Northeast.
4: The two Okay, we've talked about the charity walk a little bit this morning, but um, I, I don't think uh, you know would be doing the justice if we didn't give it another uh, rerun. And I, I mean, Dave, you you were part and parcel of uh, the you know the last ninety minutes of that, and you know I, I mean we felt it just sitting in our respective oh, yeah. you know studios, you know the atmosphere yeah. building as mm. the closer you got to the riverside, and um, we heard obviously we're laughing about the, some of it, the sheer relief of finishing the walk, <laughs> uh, but, but, but but other, other people just just, just you know, just just the applause, Dave. And I mean, it, it was hairs on the back of your neck that kind of stuff because you knew what some of these guys had been through to get to where they got to on the day. And it's just that it was just it, everything that everything that you wanted to go right on the day went right. And and yeah, just just tell us about a bit about the day. And I know you've got some audio to play as well.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll uh, we'll, we'll dip into some audio just to give you a flavour of uh, of what happened yesterday. But for those who maybe joining the breakfast show this morning and not too sure about what the charity walk was about, it's um it's a, a, a Former, a, a, is it a former teammate of yours, Ted? Um, Chris Wood. Um, he's a he's a borough season yeah, ticket right, holder. Yeah. Um, he he had a pretty bad spell recently, health wise. Um, yeah, a big brain stroke yeah. uh, brain hemorrhage he's in a wheelchair currently and needed a lot a lot a, a lot of money to be raised to help with his rehab you know beyond yeah. what the nhs could 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 provide um he's he, you know he's, he's at pains to point out that the treatment he's got from the nhs has been magnificent so yeah. a bunch of his a bunch of his former teammates and then family and friends and colleagues. Um, a mix of borough fans and Sunderland fans. It has to be said, uh, decided they were going to do this this charity walk from starting from the Stadium of Light, walk overnight to get to the Riverside uh, yesterday morning ahead of the the derby match, and um, they raised in excess of twenty grand, which is absolutely magnificent. But the highlight for Fantastic. me. I joined them yesterday morning as they were entering Teesside and then uh, and then con- continued the walk and uh, and just spent an hour and a half with them at the end of the walk. So I, I do feel a bit a bit of a cheapskate doing that, but uh, it was great. And, and the <laughs> highlight for me was when the walkers were coming towards Middlesbrough Station. Now, that is... Um, that is infamous for when the away fans come out. That's where they get corralled. They come out of the station. Those that have been on a train, the police corral them there. Borough fans can hang around, you know, waiting for for a bit of bother or just giving them a bit of, a bit of slaver. Um, what happened was we were walking down the middle of the road because the lights were on red. The Sunderland fans were out. Uh, the police had corralled them by the side of the road on the on, on the pavement. And as we were walking past the Sunderland fans, obviously the Sunderland fans in the walking group started singing Sunderland songs. Yeah. Um, and the Sunderland fans were just applauding everybody as they were walking past and then immediately across albert road uh, albert terrace on that side of the on that side of albert bridge is where the borough fans have a watering hole called hit the bar and a lot of Borough fans were congregated around there having a look at the Sunderland fans. And then as we crossed the road, the Borough fans started applauding and then the Borough fans within the Walkers started singing Borough songs. You know, it was brilliant. <laughs> there, was, there was no animosity. There was nothing like that. Everybody appreciated what the Fantastic. Walkers were doing. And for me, that was just seeing that. Two rival sets of fans in what was a hostile, potentially hostile atmosphere of Sunderland fans arriving, the police corralling them, the Borough fans having a look all of that was forgotten, it was absolutely brilliant, but I thought, look let's just uh, put a bit of the audio, we carried it live of course across the, the Cat and the Red yesterday morning as part of our match day Live um, and we just took a bit of audio to, you know, it's basically the finish, this is the end as, as, as they got to the Riverside. This is going to be pretty special, there's Borough fans there Applauding Sunderland guys walking. So, yeah, here we go. The walkers have arrived. You can probably start to hear the applause from the fan zone.
0: Fantastic.
3: Here at the riverside. It's absolutely brilliant. This is brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant. So, the walkers are now in the fan zone, or the, the, the front of the queue anyway. There's uh, a long line. There's about 40 odd walkers here. I mean, Daz, you saw it from, yeah. from your vantage position as we take a position now. Just outside the famous old Ayrston Park gates and uh, just waiting for everybody else to catch up as well done, uh, as you can see, everybody congratulating, patting each other on the back. I'll try and find Hubbard. Here he is. He looks absolutely oh, shattered God. and out on his feet.
1: <laughs> Mate, you finished? This is cold.
4: <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I
6: like that.
4: I love that. <laughs> that is the most natural
3: reply. Got to do, like that. <laughs> Gotta talk to Beanie, fellas. I'm just. We're all mingling because yeah, yeah. everybody's here now. Mate, yeah. you finished?
1: Yeah, all done, finally. Thank God. Chuffed to bits, proudest punch of everyone who's uh, done this, really proud of punch. What about Should the reception at the, uh, as
3: you came past oh. the train station with both <laughs> sets of fans? Honestly, uh, I mean you, you were in there giving it big yeah, Sunderland yeah, song.
1: Yeah, of course I was, I wouldn't uh, miss stuff like that for the world. And uh, yeah, no, it was great. Even the reception, walking in here, and everyone, uh, messaged, uh, everyone clapping was great. Really good. He's already planning the next one. Yeah. already <laughs> planning the next one. <laughs> <laughs> will, Chris, will Chris have a chat with us? Do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Yeah, when we uh, when he gets everyone else sorted, yeah, 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 I'm sure he will.
3: Chris, any chat? Any chance of a quick chat live on the radio, mate? Yeah, Sorry, right, yeah. So, we've been following. The, we've been following the, the guys. with actually did the last hour mate so we tried yeah, yeah, we tried yeah, i
6: cheated yeah. what does it mean to you to see what effort they're putting in oh it's incredible it, it all feels a bit surreal if i'm honest um obviously they're inspirational what they've done they've walked all the way this distance it's great to see and i just it's just hard to put in words what they've done it's just incredible how many of them do you know um about i'd say about 90 percent i know i know yeah. uh, obviously friends work colleagues um that, that's I'd probably say about ninety percent. I know, kind of thing. Well, you're literally
3: a hundred quid, two hundred quid, short of twenty grand in oh, this fundraising. I mean, what God. what a
6: difference will that make to you and your recovery? Oh, God, it'll help so much. You know, I can obviously put the money towards um, physio, and they can obviously help me to try and get better. And it means the world how much they've served. It's just mind-boggling, isn't it? What they've what they've managed to put forward for that. Obviously, at one point, I thought five thousand would be incredible to you know if they could save that but if you said it's 20,000 it's just obviously it's incredible what they've served. I've got to ask you though what's the scoreline gonna be this afternoon? Well I, I honestly think it'll be one-all. Um, obviously it'd be nice yeah, if listen, one one. you are politically correct yeah, there because really. some of the
5: fans Borough are it. <laughs> <better fans laughs> <of them.
6: laughs> yeah. I've got to say on a draw after all that. <laughs> but honestly I do think it'll be a draw. Both teams obviously struggling up front but a draw will probably be one once gathering. Keep everyone happy. <laughs> Brilliant. Well done, mate. Good. I mean, it's, it's well been done, fantastic. Mate. We wish well you done, well pal- with
3: your recovery. Uh, Ted the Macamaker here. Keith is also in my ear, saying, "Well done, mate!" So he's wishing you all the best. All right, Fantastic you. to see you. you've got a lot of people to talk to. Right, thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Do, Bye. do you know what the best thing of all of that was, fellas? For me, is just it was just over a week ago, two weeks nearly. We saw what happened in in the Midlands with uh, with Wolves and West Brom getting together and all the yeah. Yeah. all the horrible yeah. stuff that you Precisely. know, rival sets of fans. You know, one poor guy getting yeah. carried out, his face, his he- entire head completely covered in blood. Yet here you've got Borough fans, Sunderland fans coming together on a derby day when you know the police rated it as a Category A game. You know, massive risk yeah, yeah. of trouble between rival sets of fans. You, you get those rival sets of fans coming together, and as we've uh, confirmed this morning, raising over twenty grand uh, for Chris Wood's recovery. I mean, that's brilliant. Brilliant stuff.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I
4: brilliant general. stuff. Yeah, it's a positive side well, of football, was. lads. Positive side.
5: Yeah. My laugh. My laugh, my god, is that how I laugh? Yeah, you do. It's yeah, you do. Sometimes worse, <laughs> worse than that. Worse than
2: that. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you've just again. heard, it's ten times worse than that.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's that's horrid. Yeah, I'm never laughing again. Yeah, there was one there where it felt like I was being awkward. Like I don't know, it was like it wasn't that funny, but it, I laughed still. I don't know. I'm never you laughing promise, again. Promise that you'll not laugh again. You promise. <laughs> I promise you. There's, there's nothing ever going to be funny on this breakfast show to me ever again. I am the most serious riot you'll Brilliant. ever have on the show now. Right. Yep. Right, don't change man. Yeah. Don't yeah.
0: change. <laughs>
5: <No>. <laughs> yeah. If anyone says Do brown be- owl girl, I'm gone
4: though. <laughs> 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 don't forget though you can still donate to the lads uh, charity and I know um I know that Ted had it up there um, the, the link up earlier on I'm not sure whether you've, you can point people in the right direction but if you've got anything that you can donate uh, today it doesn't matter how big or small uh, every penny counts when you're donating to things like this and um, you know I'm looking forward to you know what the lads do next I mean Dave as as Ted's looking for the link and, and just something that you, you can you can share with everybody listening uh, you, have you got any idea? I know people say this when they cross the finishing line and these kind of things. You know, we're going to do something next year. Have they? Have they got any idea what they're <laughs> going to do with it? Are they going to make it a yearly event? You I think, think
3: they- you better ask me next week because I think they've all woken up this morning, <laughs> not being able to get out of bed, stiff as a board. You know, it, it was really funny as we were walking in. I was I was talking with uh, with Chris Beanie, who's the organizer. And if you do a if you do a Google search for just giving Chris Beanie, as in Bean B uh, E A N E Y Beanie. Yep. Then you'll uh, then you'll find you'll find the page that you need unless Ted's got a more accurate URL for us. But I was talking to no, Chris that's, on that's, Facebook that's, that's Live. It. We we weren't broadcasting live at the time, but we were on Facebook Live. And I, I chatted to him, and I was talking to him about how's your legs, mate? You know uh, how how are you doing? Because I bet you've done not many, you've not done many of these walks before. And He looked at me. He went, are "You trying to tell me I'm fat?" <laughs> 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 and, and the honest answer was, "Uh, yeah." So so I've got a feeling, you know, those sort of lads, I mean, they were absolutely brilliant, but uh, those sort of lads will be suffering. They'll be suffering. Uh, And what was your other mate, Ted? uh, Was it Jazz or was he called? Jav. Jav. I mean, he was was limping heavily from from Portrack Lane Roundabout so for the last hour and a half he spent most
2: seasons doing that (laughs) 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 then we're talking about 15 years ago I tell you what 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 his centre half jam was absolutely tremendous great footballer but yeah listen I mean that's it's that kind of team mentality I mean we never had the most gifted footballers in the world in fact Chris Wood was probably the best out of the lot hell of a left winger to be fair to him um, what we did have was was a great team atmosphere and a great team bond. You know, if if a player went in, you know, if a tackle went in on one of our lads, then everybody was up in arms about it and everybody had each other's backs. And and that's continued into like you know late life and and all right, I'm I'm you know I'm separated by a couple of thousand miles now, like but to hear that and to hear the lads looking out for each other and and. Still having that banter, still pulling each other to bits, absolutely. But that's just so incredible for me. And, and what a, a team mentality to have, and still having each other's backs in, you know, in times of crisis like that. And I, I couldn't be proud of the lads, I really couldn't.
3: Yeah. So the answer to your question is I think it'll take them a few days to recover before they even contemplate doing anything similar next time.
2: They year. might do one in a car next time. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored drive.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wacky races.
2: That's it, that's it. Oh, don't put ideas into their heads, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> eight o'clock,
4: guys. That was funny uh, I
5: laugh muted.
4: Oh, well done. Uh, <laughs> eight <laughs> o'clock, guys. Time for some uh, news headlines.
0: From Yarm to Yibby. Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink. The Northeast Footy Breakfast. With Roy, Steve, and Ted.
1: Right
0: The red, the tune, and the cut When the days are cold And the cards all fold and the saints we see are all made of gold It's where my demons hide It's where my demons hide Smoggies and proud, Borough News What makes you think I got caught out there, fellas?
5: Well, um, um, the fact caught out now am i meant to be uh, oh no there you go there you go there you go i got caught out on that
3: one I was, I, was I was ready i, was, I was ready as well. i was sending a love and note to daz
5: i was sending a love note to daz so there you go you're trying to get a bacon buddy that's what you're yeah. trying to do aren't you ever Daz's... again i'm telling you
3: ever again that's it that that period is gone
2: he said he would buy me one when i come over he did, Yeah. <laughs> he said, by, by me three. Did that stunned sign and say "Oh, That didn't go down well, did it?
3: <laughs> well and truly stunned.
4: let um, uh, I'll be go, go, see, go, What's up? Where's the hole getting? No, I remembered it, I remembered no. it, I
3: remembered it. Well, do uh, that stop. That can't is, be a thing. Owls has sent us a WhatsApp. I'm trying to work out which country starts with that code. Does anybody know what, what plus 30 is? Three zero. Canada? Mm. Three, three's Europe normally, isn't it? Three zero, mainland mm. Europe. But anyway, Al said there's a message, He that's way, Greece, great. isn't it? He, he said, it's great Greece. show. Is it Greece? Yeah, it is.
5: Greece. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then yeah. Al's in Greece. Gallimella.
3: Morning. Yeah. Oh, you there you go. Go. Oh, He's <laughs> come alive. Ted's come alive. <laughs> he's living in Cyprus has helped him. Um, great show. As for the Aussie laugh, he sounds like the old guy that lusts after Chris in The Simpsons. <laughs>
4: I'm not lying. Oh,
2: family Guy. Family Guy. <laughs> Was it Family Guy?
5: Okay. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <Are you laughs> that's a great one. <laughs> Get in. <laughs> well done, Al um, Morning, um, mate. Is there a life-changing school I can go to? I tell you. <laughs> oh, you can You, you are laugh you're, like Herbert the Pervert. Are you really conscious of it now. Right oh, I'm now, I am now. I am now. I that was an awkward laugh that I made during that. I'm nah, I'm just not, be I, I'm yourself, go laugh. mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I will. I will. Just I'll be that me. loud, Aussie. <laughs> can't change me. You can't change me. It's too late.
3: I might come over and see you actually at Christmas. We're talking about we're talking about, okay. we're talking about uh, a, a trip to the uh, Antipodes, mate. So, um, just well, don't I'm, bring up I'm back.
5: trying to get. I'm trying to get over there, so hopefully, if you do leave that at laugh. one point, <laughs> and hopefully at one point okay, go we, can water the, we can meet in the middle. Yeah, we can meet in the middle. Meet in the middle. But, what? Uh, yeah. Cyprus. No. I don't. Oh no. Yeah. Too I close. Know, what's Too close. Bogota. It's it's going up though. The flight costs. My goodness me. It's ridiculous. They're not
4: yeah. it's the middle of the ocean. I'm the
5: gonna have a look, see where the middle is. You
3: two. Yeah, you two. You three start talking. Well, that's a good
4: talking. place for them to meet. The middle of the ocean. <laughs> You can be in the plane, Dave, waving. <laughs> <laughs> right, when he's paddling, paddling with his floater. It's not nice at
5: all. Not nice at all. Yeah, thanks, Ted. Stick out for me. We are no,
4: going no, no, to do the headlines. No. We can't do anything because he's, he he's... I've got, got some, some bad news for you, mate. <laughs>
5: I've got some bad news for you. Oh, no. Oh, no.
3: On. On. It, looks like, it looks like the the middle meeting point would be Iran. I'm not going there. Ooh, oh, yeah, okay. Ideally.
5: Yeah, yeah, See, so you may, you may yeah. as well do
2: it in Cyprus. That's the nearest friendly country.
5: Yeah. <laughs> You've oh, right. been that's with the right news.
2: person, Rai. Rai's Rye. been
4: there, done, and got the t shirt made. Oh, yeah. you has been with oh, yeah, yeah, Afghanistan. Yeah. True. Yeah. Exactly, true. exactly. True. Well, should we have some sport yeah. headlines, Dave? Try to keep some kind of continuity like what we normally do on the show. <or not? laughs> What's the are you doing this morning? You can go first, then. You can go first. What's it like? I'm all ready.
0: I'm proud. Mag's News.
4: Luton's Premier League debut at St James's Park proved to be one to remember on Saturday, playing their part in one of the most unforgettable games there in living memory. For only the second time in 1,095 Premier League fixtures, Newcastle United shared eight goals with the opposition, coming from behind as they had against Arsenal on Tyneside almost 13 years to the day to gain a point. A brace from Sean Longstaff put United 2-1 up, but the Magpies found themselves 4-2 down after the break. A sublime volley from captain Kieran Trivia and a cool finish from the returning Harvey Barnes gave the home side a deserved share of the spoils. Newcastle's under-21s retain a mathematical chance of qualifying for the knockout stages of the Premier League Cup, despite remaining winless after completing five of their six group stage ties. They played out a 1-1 draw against Fleetwood on Friday night with Diallo putting Newcastle ahead from the penalty spot just before half-time, before Pond level to share the spoils halfway through the second half. A point left Ben Dawson's side bottom of the table but still in with a slight chance of advancing if they can win their final tie away to Nottingham Forest tonight and Fleetwood draw with Huddersfield at Clitheroe on Tuesday night. In blustery conditions at Kingston Park, a gale-force wind blew Wolves' women away as one of Newcastle United women's new signings inspired the Magpies to win an important victory to maintain their FA Women's National League Northern Premier Division title challenge. Paige Bailey gale the January arrival from Crystal Palace, netted twice on a gusty afternoon at Kingston Park, before substitute Jasmine McQuaid's stunning late strike sealed the points for Becky Langley's side. Well done to the Lasses. That's the Newcastle headlines on Monday morning.
0: Smoggies and proud. Borough News.
5: Good morning, Borough fans. Happy Monday. Michael Carrick has admitted he was massively overriding feeling of frustrating for him as Middlesbrough only drew one or with Sunderland as the Riverside. side. Michael Carrick said his side should be two points better off after the game and many more better off throughout the season. Carrick watched as Tom Glover led a late Nazari Roosin effort slip under his palms to cancel out what looked to have been a winning goal, and what a goal from Marcus Force. It followed a tight and tense Tees Weir derby. Uh, we saw Sunderland, uh, the better side in the first half, albeit Borough still enjoying some moments, and it was until the 83rd minute equaliser, it was total domination from Burra after the interval. But Sunderland gained momentum after their goal and probably looked the most likely to go two uh, ahead uh, and win it from that point. It was evident. Throughout the afternoon, Borough would struggle up front without a recognised striker, but had created well and had chances, but were ultimately left frustrated frustrated to only have a point. Michael Carrick believes that Middlesbrough side are set to be boosted by the best version of Riley McGree we have ever seen. Get in, go! McGree and his Aussie teammate Sammy Silvera returned to Borough over the weekend after the Socceroos were knocked out of the Asian Cup in the quarterfinals by South Korea on Friday night. Michael Carrick said he is just hitting his level before he left, which was really unfortunate about McGree. He said he'd been injured for quite some time before he'd gone away, but now he's fit and raring to go. He put his hand up, but I just thought after he had a quick turnaround, it was best to rest him, and he'll be a big boost over the next coming weeks. And Minnesota women have held their nerve to defeat York City 3-2 and move to the top Division 1 North in the FA Women's National League, getting girls. Goals from Ellen Turnbull, Nicole Havery, and... Uh, Jess Met, who is ever scoring, move Borough back in front uh, to the top of the league. They sit top of Division One North with Hull City three points behind them, but two games in hand. That's your Borough Headlines. Good morning. Mackams and Proud. Black Cats News.
2: Good morning, Sunderland fans, and happy Monday to you all. Sunderland drew 1 all with Middlesbrough at the Riverside Stadium on Sunday. After a goalless first half, the hosts took the lead after a short free kick was finished by Marcus Force. Sunderland levelled the scores when Nazarie Rusin's low effort from distance beat goalkeeper Tom Glover. Jack Clark secured Sky's man of the match and, watching Lee all felt he could benefit from a more out and out striker in the side. It's really important for Jack, Catamull told Sky. I think he has had a great, great season, and it's really important to the club, but imagine if they had a number nine. Someone like Jack Clark, who was getting down the sides of defences, he would get to the byline more if he had a number nine. He tends to come inside and get the shot off, but really I'd like to see him go down on his left foot and put things across goal and have runners across the face of goal. Despite earning the draw, there was frustration from fans due to not being able to capitalise on opportunities, especially in an end-to-end first half. Sunderland's Abdullah Bar had two golden opportunities to open the scoring but saw one effort blocked on the line by defender Ralph van der Berg. Another chance felt to the young midfielder but when squaring it to a teammate looked a better option, Bar tried to beat the keeper at the near post only to find the side netting. Bar then did put his hand up to apologise to his teammates after the chance as the two sides went in goalless at the break. Finally, Michael Beale was full of praise for January signing Leo Gelder following a fantastic debut for Sunderland at Middlesbrough. The 20-year-old joined Sunderland late in January for £1.5 million from Leeds and was handed an immediate debut by Lee Beale at left back. We know he's played in this league, we know that he's played in the Premier League as well for Leeds, so there was no doubt putting him in. I thought he showed what he can bring to the club today, obviously he can play left back, he's more comfortable left side than centre half, but I think he's a player at 20 we've done very well to recruit, said the head man. There are your Sunderland headlines.
0: Across the northeast. The two black and the red. What's up?
2: No. Way. What's I up? I do love this. I'm not getting involved in <laughs> <enough>, that. <are you? laughs> What's up? <laughs> if, you, if
3: you like the WhatsAppers, 0330 043 2002. <laughs> That's 0330 043 2002 for your WhatsApp. 2002! Uh, What's do you know Al's, who was saying it's Greece? Well, he, he's confirmed. I think, I think he's confirmed the name's Herbert and it's the Ionian Islands yes. he says bravo well done uh, and Steve wow. will like his sign off his sign off is how are the tune oh.
5: how are the tune good lad
3: oh. Newcastle Great. lad well done spelt, well with, done, an a spelt with an O spelt with an "no." by weekend, the way eh? just, just to clarify after recent recent Four weeks, weeks. Yeah. yeah spelt with a "no."
4: All All right, right. good, good stuff. Um, Look, lads, I I don't want to go down uh, too much of a wormhole with this, but I do think it does need to be mentioned, and it was because it was covered in the national press over the weekend. Uh, Uh uh, Yeah, a couple of a couple of media outlets, the the, the Daily Mail. Yeah, the Worming Hole, the Daily Mail and the Telegraph um, talked about a football fan banned from matches until 2026 after the Premier League conducted a four-month probe into her social media post criticising transgender ideology despite police saying she didn't commit a crime. Uh, now, this really is, is a strange case. She's been banned, Lindsay Smith, a Newcastle United supporter, uh, from the ground until 2026. She posted something, uh, which we won't go into uh, for obvious reasons, um, on her account, um, which has nothing to do with the football club. It's her own theories, her own ideas, and it's also her own social media platform. Um, From my perspective, uh, the worrying thing about this is uh, there was an 11-page dossier, which was compiled by the Premier League, which includes details of where she lives, where she works, where she walked a dog. Now... Uh, Lindsay was interviewed by the police after the dossier was handed to them by Newcastle United. It took police officers two hours to confirm that she didn't commit a crime. Uh, Now, this really is concerning, lads, because, you know, where does this kind of thing end? What kind of dossiers do the Premier League hold on me? What What kind of dossiers do they hold at the football club on me? That is what people will be asking themselves as a football supporter, I thought you were asking um, for you,
5: mate. I was going to say they'd be shocking, mm. they'd be terrible. Well, they probably yeah, will be. Yeah. Um, no, a I filing mean, cabinet on Steve,
4: and <laughs> <laughs> in it, in, 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 yeah, like hong Kong, Fu, jumping out of it. Um, <laughs> one of what the little, a great cartoon! Um, <laughs> what a I great cartoon! It. He was a number one super guy. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but, yeah I mean, look, look at this guy. I mean, this, this, no. this, 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 this 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 now has obviously opened the doors for um you know the the, the, the free speech union to get involved I think yeah. she's got a big I think she's got a good case of potentially getting this turn turned over but you know Lindsay Lindsay's been interviewed a couple of times over the weekend she lives 10 minutes away from the ground she struggles to go past the ground now um you know she you know this is her football club she can't understand why this has been you know why this has happened to her um but you know this is this is a worrying this is a worrying thing lads and I mean you know this isn't just, you know, potentially one person. They're not going to go to all this trouble with one person. There is clearly somebody watching us big brother is watching us and Dave I'll come to you first um you know big brother is watching you George Orwell 1984 it's got a feeling of that it's it's a bit unnerving isn't it and I mean look we all behave ourselves on social media but that doesn't mean to say at some point we may say something which could be taken the wrong way by somebody we may say something on our social media feed which somebody might take the wrong way because that's the society we live in now isn't that a bit worrying that somebody can then just say, "Well, hold on a minute, um, you shouldn't be saying that. We'll ban you from the football ground." And th- I'm not. Let's not just pigeonhole Newcastle here. This could happen at any of the 92 clubs up and down the country.
3: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it does happen uh, where clubs have, um, have, uh, for whatever reason, have come up with preconceived ideas. Um uh, about individuals uh, which 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 could be accurate uh, they they could be massively inaccurate you know it could be led by agendas from from individuals concerned so you know has the girl broken the law I think the police have confirmed no. I mean, I don't. I don't know what she said. I don't know what she's posted. But I don't know, really want to go into it because I don't want to do is I
4: don't want do to. I don't want to bring that kind of nah. traction yeah, to yeah. the and channel. I'm, and I'm not. We're not discussing. that.
3: And I'm not asking. I'm, I'm not asking you right. to. And I'm not discussing that. Yeah. I'm just laying the case out for my thoughts yeah. here. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, yeah, has, yeah. Has she broken the law? The police confirmed within two hours she hasn't. Now, what she might have said on social media could be seen as unsavoury. Absolutely. If she's being highly critical um of 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 players, of the football club, uh that kind of thing. Then maybe the club's got a reason to say, actually, if they if they're if they're your views and your views are as bad as that, uh or a, as offensive as that, then we don't want you in our in our establishment. But by all accounts these weren't comments about the football club. These weren't comments about players. These were just her 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 hell personally held comments. Beliefs, views, opinions on life, on the social fabric of life that we all live in. I think this is a massive case of Big Brother's watching you. I really do, and I'm massively concerned because, because I mean, by law we are allowed in this country. It's a democratic country to hold our views personally and air those views as long as it's not it doesn't turn into hate speech, hate speech, etc. Then. Um, why should we be stopped from supporting our football club? Just just because she did, of She abuse. did
4: appeal, right? She did appeal, and Ted, I'll come to you. She said, um, you know, she put it. She put an appeal in, uh, but our ban um, has been upheld, and she was told this on January the twenty-sixth this year because her tweets constitute harassment and go against the club's equality policy. Now, mm. for me, because it's about, um, a, you know, a specific. Uh, A specific topic Which somebody at the club Deems inappropriate That's the reason That the ban has been upheld Um, For me it strikes Of a certain minority At the club Having the club's ear And being able to You know Potentially say Well we don't agree with this This person should be banned And that's that So again I find that I find that Disappointing From from Newcastle United I mean You know You could have an opinion As I say Ted You could put something on your Facebook Or your Twitter and then you could find yourself in a situation like this, which which I just think is unfair, especially when the police have turned round and said there is no case to answer.
2: No, it's and there isn't. You know this this whole thing. And what it smacks to me of a little bit as well is obviously with, with the ownership of Newcastle United um, comes you know certain questions about their their sort of moral intent. Shall we say. I've got exactly. to be careful how, how I word this. No, but you are yes, right. You, you are right. You are right. <laughs> so with that, I wonder whether there's a kind of over-eagerness to, to appease a more uh, woke kind of um, approach to life. So, you know, obviously if they're being made aware of this, that's something where Newcastle United's ownership can look a bit of a, an internet white knight, so to speak, and, and kind of... Uh, Almost hold a moral high ground over it and say, "Oh, you know, we're we're bang on lefties, and we're gonna we're gonna look after this, and and we we're going nobody with those opinions is going to be welcome in here." It's almost like a an overextension of trying to appease uh, this image they've got. Obviously, you know, Saudi Arabia doesn't have the greatest human rights record. I think that's fair to say. Um, and I just wonder whether it's a an overextension on that on that part, just to try and look like they're doing something about it, but this is horrendously misplaced. Absolutely horrendously misplaced. She's committed no crime, ultimately. And how dare the Premier League, an 11-page investigation. I mean, why aren't... But they're allowing Man City to kick the can down the road for like 105 breaches of financial fair play. But they've got the time and, and, and resources to, to put an 11-page dossier together on one fan who's just mm-hmm. you know exercising the right to free speech, whether you agree with it or not, is is immaterial. It's, it, it, this this whole offended culture is just ridiculous. Nothing happens when you get offended. When did sticks and stones stop being relevant? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's just absolutely mind-boggling from the Premier League. I, I, I can't understand their logic. Who, in their right minds, thought this was all right? Mm. Fans I mean, should be entitled to. I, I get this. Right, hate speech and all that sort of thing. Not welcome. Not welcome at all. That isn't hate speech. She she's she, she's got a differing political or politicised view to what other people have. She's not. She, you know, she's not marching stormtroopers down you know
4: Northumberland Street. Yeah, Good it's reference. ridiculous. Absolutely, I mean, ridiculous, right, far right. overblown. This this situation developed because there was a complainant at Newcastle United who had taken screenshots mm. from you know Lindsey Smith's social media account, um, and it was you know it was about a particular uh, issue, as I say, which is which is something which is, is debated you know on on lots of news outlets. And this complainant said that they would feel unsafe if they had to share a space with someone like Lindsay Smith, um, and that in itself has you know, prompted this investigation and Newcastle then emailed, you know, Miss Smith to inform her that she was being investigated by the police for a possible hate crime offence and that her membership had been suspended. Um but, you know, then as I say, the police the police knocked her back. So it, it's it's an interesting case this, it really is. But one that I think is, is worrying as far as, you know, football fans in the UK should you know, should be concerned about this.
5: Yeah, well, as one, as a as a person that has a watcher in Dave, uh, who you know goes through my social media with a fine tooth comb, um, you know, and, and it was interesting hearing Dave's comments there as well because he watches all three of us, doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? I had a I had a talking uh, with Ted the other week about For very some, um, good reason. Yeah, you know I mean, a Ted talk, and uh, we you know we were in big trouble <laughs> the next day uh, about that. You know, about the the whole. You know, does 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 Dave actually? You know need to, to keep eating uh, the Bacon Buddies, you know what I mean? Does that is, Do we stand with Daz sort of thing? And anyway, that's another story. But the, the thing for me uh, is, I mean, I, I, I haven't seen the side of it, but it's, it's, it's for, for me, like, uh, so Middlesbrough Football Club follow me. Uh, I've worked with them in the past. I've done interviews like that. I have obviously relationships within the club. As someone of the 200 and odd people that they follow, I would never put my club into disrepute, even though I don't think I'm a representative or connected in any way. I still think whatever I say reflects on Middlesbrough Football Club. That's just the position now that I'm in. I think when you see my Twitter, whatever it is, you say that's Rye from Middlesbrough or Rye connected with Middlesbrough Football Club. Probably Ted the Mackham, the in the name, you know, that, that's in the name. Steve Wraith obviously connects to the Newcastle Football Club. So in a way, that you know, I can see where people connect someone to a certain thing. Does that make any sense what I'm trying to say? You can see when when an outsider looks at a profile, they go, That is yeah. Steve Wraith from Newcastle. That is Ted who follows Sunderland and it and it brings that club into the to the thing. Now with her I don't think it was. I don't think she's a representative of Newcastle United. She doesn't work in the space. She's not a super fan. I mean, I'd never heard of her name unless she, you can tell me otherwise, Steve, that she doesn't have a, no. a massive YouTube, you know, following about the club or anything like that. So it, it didn't bring the club into disrepute in, in any way. So for them to get involved, it must've been a big deep dive and they must have seen something that they they were really worried about to, to generate because you know, it, it, it must, you know, it, to, to have a, a dossier raised by the Premier. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I reckon that there would have to be someone in the Premier League, someone at Newcastle United that is like us, that would go, hang on, why are we even doing this? Why are we wasting time on this? And they've probably looked at it because it'd have to be a smart person. You know, I'd be naive to say there's not someone like like, like you two and like myself, or even Dave as well, in the, within the club or the Premier League that says, why are we, what are we doing? We're wasting time here. But then they've probably seen something as well and gone, well, hang on, no, we do need to it. It wouldn't get to that stage to the police without without fully. Investigating. Does that make sense? I don't think this somebody be being just yeah. thrown yeah. In, into a whim.
4: It's one Sorry, person think, but... who has clearly taken offence yeah. to. And I mean, look, it's well publicised what you've spoken about. You want to go. You want to find out what you spoken about. Go and go. go you know, go and Google Lindsay Smith dispute with Newcastle United. You'll see it there. And I think the bottom line is that you know somebody has taken offence to it. They have then reported it to the club, uh, used a particular uh, section of the club to report it, and 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 that's where she's at. You know, it's it's just so. You know, I just think it's so worrying that you know take away that particular incident and focus on the fact that the Premier League compiled a dossier to the point where they actually, you know, located where she goes and walks her dog, where she socialises with, who she's connected with to on social media, and you have to say, you know, that there was probably a dossier there on certain fans, including me, because you know I I supported the I supported the Saudi takeover, and I received you know, lots and lots of criticism online from, you know, far left. Activists, it has to be said, and you know lots of criticism from, you know, and you know, lots of horrendous tweets from what what could only be bots, you know what I mean, on on social media because I was supporting, you know, the Saudi takeover, and it does it does happen, but there will be dossiers on on lots of other supporters, I'm sure, and they will be keeping an eye on us. But it, look, I think it needs to be highlighted, and um, this case will highlight it. It's going to it's going to be interesting to see what happens because now I think there is a there is a campaign to clear a name, and. Um, you know, I'm not going to dwell dwell into a, a, another issue, which again is there's there's another couple of supporters who have had no case to answer with the police, but are currently banned from the club. It's not a good look, um, and that's a completely different case. As I say, we could spend the next half hour talking about that, but I won't. But what I'm what I'm saying is that you know this is this is football. This is a football club. These are football supporters. Um, you know there needs to be some kind of effort, maybe from the Football Supporters Association, to step in. Um, I am just concerned and worried, and I, and, and I think the warning that I would say and, and you shouldn't have to do this if you've got an opinion which isn't abusive and isn't, some, isn't something that's going to offend, um, offend in general it's not, and it's not illegal you shouldn't be afraid to put something out there and have freedom of speech like Dave said mm-hmm. but um, we'll leave it there but I did want to bring it up because I think that's something that might rear its head later on in the season, or perhaps next year. And I will keep I will keep an eye on what's happening with Lindsay's case because I think it's an important thing for everybody out there to you know whether you're Newcastle, Sunderland, or Middlesbrough to be very very aware of. You know? It looks
3: like it's been picked up by the uh, Free Speech Union as well uh, because uh, I'm just just having a look around the internet to see what's out there. Um, they've picked this up. Um, doing a bit of an expose about the um, the uh, the surveillance unit that uh, that's that's been doing the work. Um, they 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 confirmed that you know Lindsay's views are uh, on social media that sex is binary and immutable. Um, in the course of defending Lindsay, we discovered that her social media activity activity had been monitored by a surveillance unit embedded within the Premier League, uh, a unit that Newcastle asked to investigate Lindsay on its behalf. Uh, They believe, this is the union, believe that hundreds, perhaps thousands of fans of Premier League clubs have also been investigated by what they describe as a shadowy intelligence agency. Um, And they're just saying if uh, fans think that this unit might have opened a file on them um, and perhaps passed on the information to the Premier League club that you support, uh, they've now put online uh, on its website uh, a facility for being able to click your club fill in details on an online form and it will automatically be sent to the football club requesting information on your behalf. So um, that's wow. the free speech union that's uh, taken up this case and uh, obviously is doing, doing a little battle on, on behalf of fans against the Premier League and the clubs.
2: Do, do you think, lads, that this, I mean, I know we don't want to dwell on it too much, but we've, we've kind of alluded to this in the past. Do you think this is almost a case where football clubs are now starting to be selective over what kind of fans they want in the stadium?
4: Yes, and I think this is this is a big part of Newcastle United moving forward. Gentrification—I've yeah. mentioned it on here before. I, yes. I think they want to change the the demographic of those who go into St James's Park. Um, I. I, I as much as I think that the ticketing situation that we've got at St James's Park at the minute, and you know the you know the the allocation of tickets is is a push towards a new stadium. I think they're almost trying to, to to make Newcastle fans you know you know persuade Newcastle fans subliminally that the only way forward for our club is to have a new stadium, and if that means leaving St James's Park, then that's what it means. Because in the past there's been an objection from supporters about moving. There's obviously objections from you know nimbies. Not in my backyard to, to having the stadium built on Leeser's Park, but I think the new owners are quite clearly focused on moving to another ground, and that's yeah. the only way that they can make it work financially for them. And I think, yeah, I think I think gentrification and, and changing the supporter demographic is, is all part of it, and that comes with price increases you know because you know a working class man certainly can't afford to go to a football match on a regular basis anymore a middle class man is now being pushed out of it and it's almost as if you know they do really want to have the pro and sandwich brigade representative of our of our football club that's never going to happen of course but you know they would love it to be like that they certainly I think yeah. want to change the away demographic i think that's why The particular issue with the other two lads who remain banned from home games yet can go in grounds anywhere else in the UK and across Europe, Um, you know, you know, they don't want them representing Newcastle on the road. I think it's it's ridiculous. But again, as I say, that's another story which maybe we can look into another time. But it's it's very very disappointing from my perspective to see that. But you know, it it is what it is. We wanted change at the club. We wanted Mike Ashley out. Better the devil, you know. Um, You know, there's there's so much to be positive about with. With regards to Newcastle United Football Club at this moment in time, made some great inroads, you know, and, and it's all about what happens on the pitch. But sadly, you know, it, you know, there's certain things off the pitch which need a hell of a lot of improvement from my on, on my perspective. And I often get people going, Steve, why aren't you doing this and doing that? And what somebody asked the other night, I don't know why you don't work for the club. I worked for the club once before. I'd never do it again. They could offer me two million pounds, three million pounds tomorrow to go and work for them. I'd I do it never for that. Work for, I would never I'd sell my soul you. for that <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You'd do that yeah, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I couldn't do it Dave I couldn't do it and, and and I'll tell you why Because I'm black and white Through and through I'm a Newcastle United supporter And for me personally I couldn't work for the football club again Because as soon as they do something wrong And you know As sure as eggs is eggs Newcastle United Sunderland Middlesbrough They'll always do something wrong As far as you're concerned As a supporter I'd have to have me say and when you work for the club, when you sign your sign your life away, and you sign a contract with a football club that you love, you are white, writing away your opportunity to say something against the regime, um, yeah. or against uh, against the powers that be. And and I couldn't do it, lads. I couldn't do it because I'm a fan. I'm too much of a supporter to be able to do that. And yes. I was young and naive, you know. It was you know in 1999 when I signed my contract with Newcastle um you know and yeah you know, I wouldn't say it's the biggest mistake I've made in my life I've made a lot worse but that that particular that particular opportunity is something that can never be taken away from us I had two left feet I was never going to be able to play football for Newcastle I can always say I signed a contract but never do it again never do it again and um you know I, I wish anybody the best of luck who does of course I do and I'll always support Newcastle United but no I, I've I'm too outspoken about my football club and I care too much about the football club to to go down that route again so that's so yeah that's it on that score lads um interesting debate i'm sure we'll come back to it and yeah, uh, if anyone absolutely. else has got any cases about that please drop me a line um or drop the station a line on um you know on, on it because i'd love to we'd love to hear it it's something that might might rear its head again uh let's change tact a little bit um, and and talk about managers and let's combine these two, um, you know, in the same conversation. Um, first of all, another defeat for Chelsea um, against high-flying Wolves, uh, who replaced Chelsea in the top ten uh, over the weekend with a four-two win. Um, Pochettino uh, admitting that he's under pressure now at Chelsea, and Wayne Rooney, who um, of course. Uh, took Birmingham from uh, a playoff position to relegation position uh, before he was sacked at Birmingham um, is now looking for a return to management in Saudi Arabia so two, two managers here lads um, two completely different ends of the scale Pochettino had a degree of success got to the Champions League Cup final of course with uh, with Tottenham Hotspur uh, but uh, hasn't really done a great deal since um, will he see the season out first and foremost and secondly Ray, Wayne Rooney um You know is saudi the best place to try and get his managerial career back on track um right come to you first
5: um okay i'll start with wayne rooney wayne rooney's yeah he's he's had a very very good Run, of, you know, run of it. He's had good chances uh, in the USA. He's now had a couple of good chances, one with Derby, obviously, and Birmingham in the Championship as well. He's never had a Premier League chance, but I dare say he's now thrown that away. I feel like he went about it in the wrong essence. We spoke about Calvin Phillips, um, sorry, Kevin Phillips, uh, down going down to Hartlepool, and we all we all agreed that that's the right way to do it. You start off yep. low and you you learn you you learn your trade, you learn your skills, you learn your backroom staff who you can trust who you can't and you learn and you work your way up. Rooney went in from the top, obviously he's Wayne Rooney, uh, and he hasn't really had any success. I liken it to Steven Gerrard, uh, even Frank Lampard as well, of that sort of era that had all wanting to do it and their name carried them. But unfortunately, it takes a lot more than being a good player to be a great manager. Uh, You can be a club captain, you can be... A, a you know fantastic teammate you can be someone that is loved in the dressing room but that doesn't make a good manager you know what i mean so it, it takes a special uh it takes a special sort of amount of skill to turn that in and unfortunately wayne rooney has now had chances and he's and he's fallen at most hurdles now his only chance now is a job which are going to give him a job and i'm guessing Saudi's going to pay him very well he's got a livelihood he's got a family to think about and he's got the name to carry if he's serious about being a manager again, I would avoid Saudi, and I would try and get into one of those League One, League Twos, maybe somewhere around there, and work your way up, and and get into a club that's on the up, because I still think he could do that at this stage. But if he goes to Saudi and it's another shocker, uh, he's 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 got yeah he's, he's in big trouble. Uh, as for Chelsea, Pochettino, Chelsea have got one last chance, and it's the Carabao Cup. Uh, that's that's Pochettino's make or break. If they win that, then. I do believe uh, Pochettino will probably stick around, but they're not matching uh, the money that's been brought into that cup. They're just not. They're nowhere near what the money that's been spent on that team. They're not matching. They should not be 10th. You know what I mean? That's just ridiculous. So, I mean, we're talking about what was the, the, the ludicrous amounts of that they've spent over the past couple of transfer windows uh, to be 10th in the Premier League. That's just not on. So Pochettino is definitely not performing in the league how he would, so the 11th now. So, I mean, it, it's incredible. But, I mean, Carabao Cup is still there. They need, they want silverware. You know, will they get it? If they lose to Liverpool, that will be the end of Pochettino, 100%. If they win that, he gets to the end of the season. And I dare say that they might pull the pin uh, in the off-season for me. Um, yeah, so it, it's interesting um, to, to, to see Chelsea. Obviously, we came up against it firsthand in the in the Carabao Cup semis. Uh, you know, Look, you know, they, they tore us apart, but... They seem to be get keep getting found out in the league, uh, to an extent where they shouldn't be. Um, and I don't know, I know they've had a cruel run of injuries and stuff like that, but when they've got the money and the investment that they've had, injuries shouldn't matter to them. Do you know what I mean? It should be there should be three or four players in each position for them that they can turn to, uh and, and still get the job done. So yeah, I think Pochettino's got one last chance to the Carabao Cup. Uh and if he loses that, then he then he's gone. He'll be gone the next day after that loss, I would I would argue
4: okay Ted Um, I'll start with Chelsea
2: actually Um, so Chelsea last won anything I think 2021 was the Champions League actually beat Man City in the final since then you're looking at a completely different club to be honest the ownership has changed naturally it's Chelsea so the managers have changed but I'm struggling to think of any players who were still in that Champions League final that are still at the club now so, in, S- in in fairness to Pochettino, he's he's with a club that, that's, that's kind of like, it's changed direction, but I don't think the club knows which direction it's going in. Um, I don't know whether they're trying to uh, discover a, a new identity of football, because Chelsea were always known because of Mourinho, essentially, of a park the bus and, and you know, do, do hit-and-run jobs and win most games 1-0, a bit like what Arsenal used to do back in the George Graham days. So, it's, it's not really I don't think it's personally all that fair on Pochettino at this moment in time because it's a club that is pretty much in turmoil um, the owner d- despite you know whatever his involvement is in in terms of the the Russian sanctions and all that kind of thing whatever you you think about him, Chelsea fans loved him um, he brought a lot of success and spent a lot of money on the club I'm not saying that the, the new ownership hasn't done that but it it's just it's just got a different feel. It's not attracting like some sort of the big names, as it were, that, that they used to do. They're spending an awful lot of money on players that might turn out decent. Mudrick is a great example of that. Um, so right now, I don't think it's it's I don't think Pochettino's at the right club for him. Um it, it, it should be really a case of Pochettino sacking Chelsea off rather than the other way around because they're just they're just bumping along and and got no real direction. You can't call them a Premier League challenger right now, and that's you're talking only three years ago. They won the Champions League. They they've got to rediscover an identity, decide what direction they want to go in, and crack on and do it. Because otherwise, you'll end up like Man United ten years down the line and kind of going, well, we're still not we're still not anywhere near where we should be. Um. What was the other one? Rooney, <laughs> I guess, yeah. Well, Rooney's probably figured out, well, I'm crap. If, I may as well, if I'm going to be crap, I may as well be crap in a country where I'm going to get a load of money. <laughs> <laughs> Long and short of it. he's, he's, well, he's a good way of He's dire. It. He's dire. So if, if, if you're going to be terrible at the job, at least be terrible at the job where you get well paid for it. <laughs> it, it, it it's as simple as that. He's, and I do put him in the same bracket as Gerard and Lampard as well. And I will, I will come round to it again, and it's, it's not blown smoke up the Smoggy's backsides or anything like that. Michael Carrick is the footballing coach that everybody wanted Gerard and Lampard and Rooney to be. Yeah. I honestly yep. believe that. I, no, I think I he's got I more agree. class, uh, more it's tactical a awareness, and uh, just, a, just a, a, a hundred times better than what those three are, Rooney Rudy included. Rooney's probably the pick of the bunch of, of being the worst, to be honest. They, he's robbed a living as a coach, to be honest.
5: gerard has been, was been... I mean, he had, that te- he had that Aston Villa sort of thing, but everyone said Gerard at Aston Villa was actually down to your coach, Michael Beale, which, which was funny to him. And obviously the Rangers thing as well was... Was they they all said yeah. that Steven Gerrard was actually found out once Michael Peel left, which I thought was quite interesting. So yeah, yeah you're absolutely right that that era of of Lampard, Gerrard, uh, you know Rooney, um, you know the only one that I think has been successful is Michael. I mean he's he's still in a job and he's done very very well for Middlesbrough. So yeah, it's uh, it's incredible, but uh, I can't seem can't seem yeah landing anywhere of significant. Um, uh, yeah, after this one, uh, it was uh, no. it was a bad bad move to Birmingham. That's for sure. That's done. That's really hurt him. That one.
4: What's, What's up? up? Oh no! Yes. There we go again. What's up? And just to just to rub salt right
3: into the wounds, it actually starts. What's up? Yes. Yeah. So you get, you're, yeah, you're getting a double dose. You're getting the double dose. Morning, true. lads. Come on. I'm cringing. It's, Morning.
1: It's, it's
2: what are you cringing for? It's got to be Donald. It's it, it, I, I, I am cringing because it's it's like it's it's the advert equivalent of dad dancing and all three of you doing it. Right? <laughs> oh, it, just makes it
3: feel anyway, it's from Jack. If you can't Jack. beat him, join him. Yeah, it's, morning, Jack. it's morning, Jack. our regular
2: morning lads.
3: Congratulations to the Walkers once again. Great effort. Loving the show as always. So Ted I doesn't fancy dead. Rooney for Sunderland then. I'd rather have Mickey Rooney <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear Duncan.
5: Oh wow
4: I've got to be honest I think Pochettino um you know was always going to struggle at chelsea i think chelsea yeah. look at look look at what has happened there since you know the the the, the once glorious <laughs> owner left um abramovich has just gone from bad to worse under Todd Bowley he's come in with loads yeah. of ideas which have all failed um the bought loads mm. of individual players who haven't gelled together I just think ultimately they've made an absolute dog's dinner of what they what they what they were hoping to achieve, and and it just doesn't seem to be getting any better. And it's it's almost what Manchester United became after Alex Ferguson left. They've except yes. it's worse. Except it's worse. Um, you know they've dipped out of the top ten now. Um, you know the you know the they're, they're, they're no longer uh, you know guaranteed European football season in season out and if they go another season without European football this season financially they could crash and you're seeing conflicting headlines of the, the need to find X amount of money otherwise they're going to be in serious trouble before the end of the season and yet another headline I saw yesterday was that Chelsea are in the race to sign Victor Osherman I mean how does that even work? It's um I mean it, it, it's absolutely crazy um, you know to, to, why would Osherman go to a club where nobody can kick a ball and pass to each other I mean it just yeah. doesn't make sense um, but yeah, look, it talks. It's, it does, yeah. It's strange times. It's strange times. Where do you think all fresh. those
2: fans will go, though, Steve? Because obviously, I mean, they only started supporting Chelsea in around about two thousand and two. Did they go yeah, back to, to West Ham <laughs> and Fulham <laughs> or? probably yeah I mean it's a good point
5: it's a good point
4: isn't it but I mean yeah I mean
5: it as, really is as Ted the Macam on X if you want to get into his <laughs> well, thank you very much in. for that uh, <laughs> they've really become they've really become a laughing
4: stock they've become a laughing stock um, at yep. Chelsea and you know they, they really they really have I think they've got big problems ahead as for Wayne Rooney um, I'm sorry but I never thought Wayne Rooney would make a good manager um, I, I, I genuinely I genuinely never saw <laughs> Wayne Rooney becoming qualified manager and look at the state look at this he's now now trying to get himself a job in Saudi I, I think it's laughable yeah. and, and the fact He'll get a job that if he on get, here if he gets a knock back from Saudi I'm not being funny but I mean you know he might as well just pack in he's he in might trouble. as well just yeah, pack yeah. in it's crazy yeah. I, you could have see him as a coach could have see him as somebody behind the scenes I, you know, again I just I just doubted I thought he would have gone down the media route I mean he can't yeah, string a sentence say, together. Pundit. yeah i, I nah,
5: thought he would have I thought he would have ended there
4: Uh, Possibly I thought he would have ended up on the couch Like you know Alongside you know Some of the others But he's Yeah maybe Maybe he should just sit at home um, And do what he's told um, You know Because I just can't see I can't see a career in football management for him I just don't see it David Strange one on these two really
3: Look I was giggling Because you used the terms Wayne Rooney and manager In the same sentence Yeah Um, (laughs) You know my views on You know my views on Rooney yeah. Um, I, was quite, I was quite him. clear before Yeah I had a dossier on him Before <laughs> before he even started coaching um, at, uh, at Birmingham I told you it was going to be a complete And mitigated disaster and it was yeah, he, look, he doesn't have the intellect He doesn't have the Educational skills He doesn't have the man management skills To do anything Like he's trying to do in football Now if he goes to Saudi great Wayne get a payday mate then retire because that is probably the only place you can go to, uh, because of your brilliant goal-scoring performances as a footballer, you'll you'll land a job there, mate. But after that, then it's sitting by the pool, it's mowing your lawn, mate, and uh, and annoying the wife. So, yeah, I think you said about Wayne Rooney. I, I just want to in about Beckham. Yeah, he could, and he, he
4: could, could go he to, could, to go work could,
5: with Beckham. To do what? Get a
4: job for the boys. He to he could do what? A, like, carry the water bottles can i mean, can in, you yeah. uh, I right? that's about
2: right. it i
4: mean you can you imagine the streamer i've got
3: you know some people might but, say oh well he was a great striker so take him as a striker's coach but do you, do you genuinely think he's got the skills the skill set needed to be able to pass on what were incredible skills yeah he, he was a brilliant goal scorer but do you think he could communicate that you know effectively mm-hmm. do you think he could manage linked with the move the to, to india lads yeah he's been linked with
2: the move to india because apparently he's a big fan of nans
0: I I
4: I was
3: going to say he could take up a marketing Uh, director's uh, role with Saga Holidays but there you go (laughs) Uh,
4: (laughs) this wasn't this wasn't on the topic list lads but a a, a great tweet that was put out by Luton Town News um, uh, over the weekend he went Luton's game at St James's Park had loads of English players on show Barkley Osso Mengi Doughty Adebayo Trippier Miley Liveramento Barnes and Wilson he went perfect game for Gareth Southgate you'd think Where was he? Ajax against PSV to watch 33-year-old oh Jordan Henderson. God. I think that's a brilliant oh tweet that God. by the way. Absolutely. And and what wow. and I take. A Adebayo for Newcastle 100% I would. You know what we've been linked with would lots you? of players. Mm. But I tell you what, I'm watching him up close um at the weekend. What a player he is. He is he mm. is he is an awkward player but he, he knows where the back of the net is. Might maybe one for Newcastle to look at that. I'm sure I'm sure they'll have had their eyes on him um at, at the weekend be a few and uh, there. yeah. In in the rest, did they catch sure. the burglar, Steve? Which burglar? Did, there, there was a burglar. about
2: There was, uh, was Luton all over the back four. Ah, oh, I love it.
4: <laughs>
6: <laughs> very good, very good. <laughs> I've waited all show for that.
2: All show. I,
4: and, I, and I let you do it. Oh, no. I let you do it. Oh, I didn't put oh, in no. those. it. Go to Daz.
5: That's it. Uh, We're done. <laughs> We're out. <laughs>
4: We've got four, well I've got four wow. minutes left, I just want to ask you about Fury music lads I mean the fight's off um, I'd heard rumors and i would heard rumours And I didn't want to say it In case I was You know Wrong on Friday But I did allude to the fact That I'd be surprised If it happened When you I mentioned it, yeah. the trailer um, And then an hour later Um, We're getting told that the fight is off Um, And he got floored in sparring last week And the cut above his eye was severe Now this is the second time the fight's been called off On on Fury's side Do you think this fight's going to happen, Ray? It's
5: been rearranged It's It's been rearranged Uh, But
4: I I just don't know whether this is going to happen, you know
5: Nah, I don't think. I honestly don't think it's going to happen. I don't know. Uh, it, it it sounds like it's beyond Fury. I'm not too sure. It, it it's it's just one of those things, isn't it? It would have been an absolute fantastic uh, fight if if scared. Oh, oh, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's oh, been gone. cut off. Hello. Well, oh, he's Hello? back. Oh, you're back. He's back. Hello. He's back. I'm i have been cutting in and out all. You show disappeared do oh, down Steve's sure too, wormhole. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. I keep I'll, cutting I'll in and read. out. Uh, I don't know if my, it's my internet down here in Australia being absolutely funky, but yeah, it's been a ready range for May the 18th uh, and the, obviously they were meant to to meet in Feb. So it's it's a bit of a delay uh, and they're, they're blaming it on the cut over his right eye while sparring. But you would think Fury's had plenty of cuts in sparring, right, Steve? I mean, yeah, yeah you know, it, there's, there's medical reports, they have everything, you look at the eye and it's, you know, they're saying that he's never, you know, he's never had one before while sparring and it's the first time for everything and that's why it is. But it's sure, there's no way uh, Tyson Fury has never had a cut in sparring or a cut that he hasn't, that they can patch up between, you know, now and, and in a few weeks. I mean, I don't get it. So to, to, it, it just seems, yeah, it, it's it's weird. It's weird. Um, I don't know. And I mean, Fury came out and said, why would I not want to fight for the biggest payday in my life? Uh, and put 10 weeks in the, into a training camp so yeah I don't know I mean I think he's still in it I think it'll still happen I mean the money that's in that fight for both fighters is incredible i dare say like they said the payday there for both of them is something that's gonna be hard to turn down but it's the weirdest thing for me is is that it's a cut over the right eye um I just i mean surely you know what I mean in the, in this unless it's a, an absolute doozy of a cut you know what i mean like it, you'd want it to be you know, eighteen stitches at least.
4: Mm. What's your thoughts? Uh, do you think this this fight will go ahead, Ted? I'm I'm uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very
2: reluctant to comment on this one because <laughs> of because of the Chelsea thing. Um, no, I I I have my doubts. I really do. Um, I don't think Fury looks fit, uh, and that worries me because um, he would have to be on top of his game to beat Usyk. there's, there's no doubt about that. The cut does look a bad one, but. Does a fully fit, fully aware Tyson Fury take that hit in the first place? Mm. I don't think so. Um, I mean, yes, it has been rescheduled. I hope we do get to see the fight. I really do. Um, but I want to see a, a Tyson Fury that is absolutely in peak condition, and I, I, I just don't know whether we've got that right now. And it's it's obviously what another couple of months before that that cut heals as well. It's an, it's a real nasty one. Um, yeah it's a tough one I hope we do get to see it but I'm starting to have nagging doubts Steve because because of the yeah. fitness I mean Fury is knocking on a bit now in boxing terms as well remember that um, yeah. so he's, he's got to look after himself and do what's right by him
4: yeah mm. good morning okay, gents well, we've reached, reached the end of the show and morning, all yes. it does. how, how we are we doing you after yesterday
1: um, yeah I'm okay um, yeah Should we move on <laughs>
5: okay well it's yeah. not that bad you didn't <laughs> get same. beat mate you no, didn't no, get beat no I think
1: I think, yeah. I, I think I think Davey mentioned got it earlier Got that same sense? Yeah, there's a sense of uh, realism and reality um, About the result yesterday Not just the yeah. result I think the performance uh, And where we're at as a team um, Yeah Goals I, 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 does Yeah, exactly Striker, creativity um, You know, you look at that Yeah, we had chances Absolutely we had chances um, but You look at the the games we've got coming up Right you know, yeah. against some of the teams that we've got coming up, that have got firepower, that have got creativity, um, I, I, th- I think we're going to struggle. Um, so yeah, for me, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm happy. I think there's a sense of realism about it, though. You know, uh, we've we've done our business in the transfer window. They've they've put their ambition on the table, which is you know we're building for the future. Um, and I, I just hope as a borough fan that future will come one day. I don't think it's going to come this season. I think you know, and that's not me being negative. I think I'm just, it's just a dose of realism. Yeah.
4: Um, oh well, there you are. you've you've taken the show from a, a massive high <laughs> down to <into> an absolute <laughs> depressing <laughs> situation. Well, well, really really Do you know what's even worse now? though?
3: Do you know what's even worse though? You know, as soon as he walks in, he opens his he opens his backpack and pulls out uh, a pack of six crumpets. <laughs> And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm oh? on here. I'm on for a bacon hey. and Uh yeah. then oh, pulls yes. his oh. laptop out. Then puts the crumpets back in the bag and
4: zips it up. (laughs) Can't be the bit of crumpet on a Monday to get you back on the the That's one of the things I'm going to buy. The second I'm back. The second I'm back. In
2: fact, I'll be on my flight this time next week, lads. Coming to see you. Oh, excellent. And is it going to
3: be be low-pack salted butter on top of that hot, toasty crumpet?
2: Absolutely. About half an inch thick. Yeah.
3: Good man. Lovely. And nobody's
1: mentioned as well the thing that broke the internet this weekend. um, uh, Steve Wraith's headshots. Yeah. I mean, that hasn't come up again this morning Oh, you
4: know, hey, Thanks, lads. Jeez. Thanks, lads. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Thank the you. Stoics, the best line of that. the
3: weekend, by the way, came from that man's mouth who's sitting opposite me when he said, "Have you seen those headshots of Steve? I'm on the turn." <laughs>
4: Whoa. <laughs> was, you thought yeah. I didn't hear that, didn't uh, you? I was I heard it in yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: No, I heard it. I heard it. I heard he was hoping Steve was in the walk, walking past the window. <laughs> <laughs> the window. With some Ray Wilkins shorts on. No. <laughs>
2: no. Throws, <laughs> throw, oh, please sleep. well, don't have nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm,
3: just, I'm just thinking about me breakfast. You put me off food. <laughs> I love it. Well, oh, that's it for the
5: diet. <laughs> See you tomorrow, lads. Have a good
1: one. <laughs> All of us. Yeah.
5: Have you a fantastic bye day. Bye.
0: bye. From Yarm to Yibbe. Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Ride
1: right across the Northeast,
4: the red-